are you from rival schools? Is that what I'm picking up? Like you, Purdue? No, you both. You both We're went from to the Purdue. same school. You're from the same yeah. school. Yeah. Okay, so okay. So when did you graduate last, Sean? The, for the third time. <laughs> yeah, the final time. When was the, the last final, time you were you were in school on campus? Two thousand and seven, in the winter. So I graduated like December oh seven. Bummer. We we had no overlap. No overlap. Well, you know. No. Because like part of me has always thought like, uh, you know, like what a fun thing it would have been if I was like this dumb, like this dumb freshman like walking around on campus with my backpack and like I accidentally bumped into you. You're like. God damn idiot! <laughs> I imagine Sean. In a, yeah, I imagine. I imagine Sean in an actual lab coat, you know, doing rocket science or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's funny. I, I never wore a lab coat. That was never my thing. <sighs> Man, you you actually have the most opportunity of anyone to actually wear a lab coat, and you just. You're squandering it, man. You're squandering it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> squandering a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, are all of the rumors about the nuclear engineering program on campus real? Do we have a secret reactor under uh, under the Memorial Mall? I don't think so. I don't know how... Is it, are we live? Is this being recorded? We're live. We're live right now. <laughs> No, there, this there is, is going to be a weird show. I promise. Yeah, there is a reactor on campus, but it's not under the under the fountain. It's under it's in the double E building in the basement. Or maybe it's there. There's something under the Memorial Mall that uh, I heard a rumor that that was there, like a like a particle collider or something. Yeah, I heard that, but I've I've never seen it. I can neither confirm nor deny that there is okay. a lin- an accelerator under the Memorial Mall. Yeah, I, I knew we had a reactor, and I heard a rumor that, like, it can only power a hairdryer or something like that, and I was like, that seems <laughs> odd. It can't even power a hairdryer, to be clear, but I feel like, you know, that's that's the detail. <laughs> so, so, uh, so it is, of course, uh, this is uh, Rantcast 71. We're talking about Ossiarch Bone Reapers here, getting a little uh, retrospective in there. I am, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar. I'm joined tonight by the Lord of Death himself, Brendan, up there, and a doctor of many strange and wild things, uh, Sean. He is from, uh, he is from that, that land where the monsters lie, Detroit. Right. <laughs> How's it going tonight, gentlemen? Detroit. Going great. Going great. Going basketball. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Good to be on a Friday. Good to hang out. Talk some Warhammer. Excited about it. Right. Right on. Right on. So, um, we're going to be doing, uh, oh, what was that? No, I finished putting him on my base. I just wanted to show Kyle the 11 more gas, which means 11. that I have the most gas. <laughs> I've got the 12th one over here in paint. But hello to the most gas. I have six painted and based. So I, you definitely have the most gas. I have f- Amateur. I have four painted and based, and I have four more, like, unassembled on the sprue. Um, that feels like the most, that feels like too many ghasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I feel, I feel, I ran a list with four and I kind of liked it, but more than that seems just like madness. Yeah. Yeah. Madness. The last time I had four, I summoned them on for 400 points as a uh, playing mind a cash list. Right on. There you go. Right I used on. to play four a while ago. Night. That was, that was, that was good fun. You could ambush them off the back of the board. I like that. Yeah, yeah. We actually talked about that a little bit during the LON episode, where I think that Morgas do have some play in Legion of Night because of that, and you can usually set up their 
babysitter because they do need something like a I don't know even if it's just like a a, a Karen Wraith to project a death save. Um, yeah. So uh, real quick, minimum pants dropping a thousand RDP right off the back to remind everyone that checking ain't nothing to mess with. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I guess. Um, I don't think either of my guests really need much of an introduction. If you've watched Rantcast before, both of these gentlemen have, have been on. I know you were on the, with the Rantathon during the Doctor's Block there, Sean. Um, both yeah. super accomplished death players in their area, often going head-to-head kind of uh, uh, throughout our tournament process. So so really battle-hardened veterans of, of various death factions, and, late, and lately we've all kind of been in love with, obviously, everyone's favorite bone daddies, the Osiarch Bone Reapers. Um, I guess we'll start with... Uh, I just want to ask uh, you, Sean, why death? You know, why gravitate towards death? Wait, 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 no, no, no. Hang on, real, real, real second, uh, real quick. Uh, Brendan, you already did this show on Warhammer Weekly, so we're really going to talk about a Skaven. Yeah, Skaven. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> no, no, surprise! but surprise Skaven episode, uh, just like Nagash would. Uh... <laughs> Hang up real quick. Yeah, hangs up. Click. Uh, no, no. So, so why death, Sean? Why, why do you gravitate towards the death factions, and and why specifically Osiarch Bone Reaper, sort of in the? Uh... Stay a while and listen. Yeah, I mean, I, I got into death back in eighth edition. I started with Tomb Kings uh, back in the back in eighth edition. I played Bretonians mostly, and then I kind of got bored with them, and then picked up Tomb Kings, and just loved the army, the lore, and everything. And then eighth edition, as we know, went away and gave way to Age of Sigmar, and. At the first Adepticon, I think the first AOS Adepticon, they, they played some very strange comp system, and Nagash was completely broken. Like, worse than he's ever been broken in, in Warhammer history. He was like 600 points, could bring on an extra thousand for free. I mean, it was mental. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go buy that dude. And, uh, yeah, and kind of just, and then Tomb Kings, of course, we know were awesome in AOS for the first, like, year and a half, so... Just kind of fell in love with the faction on the table. So but absurd. it all started with that the, with snake the list you had with Jake for that doubles was just bonkers. That's that I still maintain that's one of the grossest lists in AOS history. Twelve snakes and twelve skyfires and a doubles amount. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. So we lost we came second in that event to one sports point to um, those who shall not be named. <laughs> aside from that they shouldn't have even won the game that would have put them in the place to beat you <laughs> but you're right so it's your fault it's your yes, fault it is. jake and i yeah i'm yeah. sorry i'd like yeah. to i'd like to formally apologize on air for yeah. not winning that trophy ahead of you so that you and jake <laughs> could sit there and say who the hell are these two guys that we've never seen before? And then Domus and Brad would be like, they beat us in the second round. There's some sort of, like, magical Warhammer ringers. And then, you know, like, history changes. All of history changes, yeah. Like, the entirety. I have a hammer. I think Jake and I would have picked you on sports. A hammer? Like, is that, wait, what's that? Like, like one of those? Yeah. Uh, Where's mine? My whole personality would have been out the window. (laughs) Over here. Just... (laughs) Oh my! What's that on the shelf, Meph? What is that? Oh yeah, I've got a hammer back that? over here. Yeah, like there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wow. have one, but it's just literally five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> the shade, the hammer shade already comes out. <laughs> he does have the. <laughs> All right, so so Osiric Bone Reapers then like but anyway yeah yeah, so, yeah. So I've been playing Death for a while, and then I played all the Death. I must have like fifteen thousand points painted or something like that. And then I kind of got off death for a while, got kind of bored with legions, just playing skeletons, and kind of it was kind of boring. So I kind of played Sylvaneth for a while. I played 
Gabe and for a little while. I've been not back on it with OBR. I just, I love the kind of the martial feel, the army, the catapults, the cavalry. Um, Catacross is just an absolute boss. So I just, I'd love the army on the table. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my read too, is it really does feel like you're playing that sort of martial thinking, like thinking army, you know, like I really enjoy that aspect. This is a combat army that, that rewards the thought process of like a tactician. Uh, Yeah. I I think I've asked you this before, Brendan, but treat every episode like it's someone's first episode. Um, Why death for you, man? What, what, uh, why do we have 10 uh, going on 20,000 points of death in these cases behind you? (laughs) Uh, so for me, I first started playing Death in 8th edition, and I started collecting a, a Vampire Counts army, and at the time I was still in high school and working off of, you know, like, what little I had, and I was, like, $500 into the army, and I had, like, 400 points, and I was like, this is not working, uh, where, like, I, I kept it all cool, AOS, you know, tipped over from 8th edition. Uh, Time had passed, and you know that because I have facial hair now. Uh, And I had a real job where I made real money doing real adult things. And I finally got the chance to, like, play, you know, these armies. And the thing that, like, really tipped it forward for me was I had collected, like, a bunch of this stuff. I had bought some stuff, like, when the Flesh Eater book came out. And I had bought an Arcan because, like, he was a really cool-looking model. And then I uh, went to Armies on Parade with my Ogre army. And I didn't really... I didn't get any... I think I got one vote. I think it was my girlfriend at the time. And voted for my army. <laughs> it's very nice of her. And I was like... That's bullshit. Uh, I can do way better than this. And so I spite-painted uh, thousands of points of death. And, you know, in the interim, you know, started playing. And I won first place that year. But that's the, like, that's the reason I have all of this. But when I wanted to start playing death, I had just come back from Adepticon 2017, where I had been playing Sylvaneth. And I was starting to, like, get introduced to the Age of Sigmar community on Twitter and stuff like that. And there was this guy, Tony Moore, who was playing this Nagash list. And I was like, that's really cool. He's a really cool model. Everyone tells me he's garbage. And so, like, I started tooling around with that list. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I get what he's doing. I like this. And so I refined it. And I played a bunch of games, a bunch of games, a bunch of games. And then I went to a couple tournaments. And I did well with it. And I was like... This faction, the way it plays, aside from it looking cool, fits the way that I like to approach Warhammer. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, Legions came out, and then 2.0 came out, and then I stole Sean's Flesh Eater Quartz list so that I could win ATC, and then Bone (laughs) Reapers came out after I stole Brad's list, uh, but it wasn't Brad's (laughs) list. It's not Brad's list. It was the same, but different. Right. Um, Right, so... Then Bone Reapers came out, and Meth, you and I were sitting on that bed in uh, West Lafayette coming back from NashCon, and we were watching that video and freaking out, and I just bought a whole cohort of Bone Reapers, and I'm almost done painting all of it. Um, 
Yeah, I accidentally made a pod. I went home and ad- accidentally made a podcast that week. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, go on. But like, what? But like, what Sean's talking about in the play style is absolutely just the coolest thing about this army. Aside from you know the way, the, like the aesthetic is really cool, and the way the army looks all together is really cool. Uh, but for me, the way that it plays is is just exactly what I want. It is so, you have to be so strategic in all of your choices uh, to to get the wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and from a list construction standpoint, this, unlike, you know, something like a Skaven or, or like a Cities of Sigmar or some of these like other sort of toolbox armies, um, you really, you can, you kind of have like, ah, like avenue you get to build down, but since everything costs 200 points, you can't really... You know, it, it, it becomes really difficult to, like, have harvesters and catapults and, like, also, you know, bring in, like, a, like, catacross. Like, you, you kind of have to, like, chop something to, to really, like, and then lean into that strategy from the list building phase, even. And I think that's become even more apparent with the Petrifex Elite uh, adjustment. I won't say nerf. Um. <laughs> which was yeah. which was correct and proper. Right, right. Uh. <laughs> Your lawyers told you to say that. Uh, my, 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 I'm under advisement by my lawyers that I must continue to uh, say that uh, this this was the correct and appropriate change. It was well deserved. <laughs> right. uh, somewhere out yeah, there, even yeah. At, yeah, go on. at the list building stage too, I've been like tweak playing with some lists lately, and um, just thinking about how much RDP you generate, which is not something you have to think about with any other army like being able to make sure okay i've got three heroes but am i going to get enough rdp with right. those three heroes or whatever the, whatever the number is right to make the army function and if you're if you're taking double catapult and you want to buff their attacks every turn or you're, you know there's if you're taking three blocks of more tech that are going to need shield wall or, there's so many things you have to think about um even at the list stage that make it i think interesting well, and I, I also like the fact yeah. that it's, that it's cool. an, an elite Death Army, because I yes. I got so burnt out with pushing around 80 skeletons and 30 grave guards and like all these blocks or 80 chain wraps or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. man, this is this yeah. is a grind, you know. I can put 50 models on the table with OBR and like it still has like kind of a horde feel. You get that one big block and um and you know the unit autonomy. They can go out, they can do their own thing, and they have their own death save. Um, yeah. I, I really like that kind of elite feel that they have compared to other yeah. kind of skeleton based death armies. Yeah, they really did kind of condense the 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 hundred skeleton armies down into like you know fifty to sixty of them, and but like yeah. still maintain that attrition feel that you love from death, yeah. uh, plus yeah. some some zoning and stuff. And there's a little bit of a trade off. Obviously, like bodies are a you know a quality of their own, just having extra to do extra stuff on the table. But but they they maintain that like quintessential death vibe. But then it's just yeah. condensed down, and it really as far as my experience, like tournament play. It's just there's less mental fatigue pushing around 50 dudes as opposed to 100 over the course of a weekend. So it, it really does feel uh, selfishly like this was an army very specifically made for uh, folks like us, where we, we wanted our, our enjoyment of that 100 skeleton or 100 ghosts or whatever plus death, but in a little bit more condensed way. And the trade off is you've got to have a real cognizance at your list building phase and then all through your tactics and strategy while you're playing the game. So, <laughs> yeah, I used to, even when I was playing death, I was playing more like elite death anyway with Tomb Kings with the snakes, you know, 12 snakes or chariots, or I wasn't pushing around a hundred skeletons until legions came out. And then that became viable with the grave sites and 
and everything. Well, I mean, that, but that I hated was it. List. Yeah, and I hated it. I just hated it. Like, even with Skaven, just to bring it back to Skaven, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, secretly the Skaven that show. Was a, that, was, that was a barrier for me to, like, to paint and then play and move that many models. Um, I've always been kind of more inclined to elite armies, obviously steering towards Sons of Beamont, right? Going for the, the six-model army. <laughs> you know, eight if you're feeling feeling really juicy. <laughs> yeah, good good luck doing a lot of winning with the six. <laughs> I I respect it. <laughs> winning with the six. Yeah, I love that army. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a little bit of a pub stopper. Actually, we've got next week is going to be my my official uh, Gargans oh, episode. Cool. So I'll, I'll be bringing on a gentleman for that one, uh, Vanilla Sauce. Uh, he'll be on. He'll be joining me um, to actually cover that. And and I I think it's got. I, I, I do think it's like this is what a fat middle army looks like, but I do think it plays. It's going to play better than people are giving it credit for right now because a lot of people are saying it's in the two and three or you know. No two way. Three. I think it's yeah. I think it skews like the other way pretty pretty easily. And yeah. there's against Osiric Bone Reapers, uh, we actually they actually have kind of our number in terms of like how they they play I, their their ability to chomp a Mortec uh, or yep. a, a Hecatos and stuff like that. Like yep, yep. Um, to knock, to knock, knock down the tower, right? Yep. <laughs> On yep. the two up. Um, I played a game against them actually with my OBR. Was it two weeks ago? Uh, Donnie from our club has his building army. He brought he brought over. We had a game. I lost. I just like was caught out by kind of what they did and how many wounds you have to do to stop them scoring. Right? What did we play? We played Blade's Edge. So six objectives. Ugh. You know, he's fifteen or thirty-five models. He was playing Taker Tribe. Um, I killed everything. I turned, like, bottom of four. It was all dead. But, like, I, I was behind on objectives. I ended up losing by two points, I think, on the objectives. Because it's just, you get caught out by how hard it is to get them off the objective. And how hard it is to kill them, really, if you can't get, you know, 20, 25 more tech in because of the base size. Um, it's actually quite quite hard to pull one down. So, yeah, I think they're definitely a lot stronger than people originally thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I, I think that, that there's some real care care in the design of the army especially putting the mega gargans on the smaller base size because that really does mean mm-hmm. you're not you know one big great yeah. counter to like gigantic monsters battle line good quality battle line yeah. tend to just tear it down yeah. but you know yeah. you can't get those 30 witch elves in on it you can't get the the full the full might of your more tech uh just completely surrounding it so especially if you use yeah. a little bit of clever play with a you know just one man crusher or something like that you can really go far into sort of stringing out yeah. someone's army and denying them attacks so i finally i finally did i think i had 28 25 or 28 more tech on it and killed killed one it was basically clean just killed it um and it was in it was in Praetorians. it wasn't even a petrifix with the extra rent mm-hmm. but i had the extra attack from catacros so three attacks each mm-hmm. and just drug it down yeah uh, yeah so it could be done but like you say you need the you need the bodies to get in there yeah yeah, so so I'm going to kind of move on to. Uh, I think that's a pretty zoomed out. Uh, you know why we like Ossiarch Bone Reapers. I'm going to zoom in a little bit to Legion's abilities now. Um, you know, it's it's actually like when you read the Legion's abilities, it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a full body of of text, but it's only really a couple abilities. The main one is you know, okay, hey, we're battle shocking me, and and then it's RDP, relentless discipline. This is this is our whole thing. I mean, we get the Bone Tithe Nexus, which is. Uh, I, I, I've been talking to some of you offline on Twitter and stuff like that. Bone Tithe Nexus is what a terrain piece should be. Don't judge us that we got the good one and everyone else isn't as good. <laughs> it's not overly good or too powerful. It is as powerful as a terrain piece 
should be. It is appropriate. It is the the most appropriate terrain piece uh, for a free model in your army, right? Yeah, yeah. For a free model in your <laughs> army, it is it is as good as that should be, and that is what that should look like going forward for other folks that wish to have good terrain as well. <laughs> and now it can die. Now right. it's two up, right? Yeah, yeah. Two up with, with and, giants. Yeah, yeah. And, and any destruction army can take a model that can kill the terrain feature, and any death army can take a model that can kill the terrain feature. So like, that's on you. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like it, deal with it. Right. And Nick right. says it's no, it's no, it's no mop pot. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'll be going out my way to tip over you. mop pots. That that healing, <laughs> so game changing. Well, the fact it's that you so have to good. be near I, it with an army that wants to essentially be across the table—that's the part. Well, of the way it deploys too, right? Does it have to be like back in your zone? Like, it's just—it's just not good. Yeah, yeah. Poor Mawpot. Uh But no, so I mean, RDP is the thing. Uh, the plus three inch move is really is really you know that's sort of the generic relentless d- discipline we get to use, and then every sort of sub faction has its stuff, and then most of our war scrolls on our units have the thing that they can do. You know, more tech uh, guard get their shield t- uh, shield wall. Um, stalkers get their stance dance, or no, they get the stance dance for free, and then they can uh, they can tap for another thing. Reroll so, re- runs and charges. Yeah, reroll runs and charges. So, so you've got those those like cool little like uh, everything's got its like little features, but you can burn through RDP really quickly. And like we were talking about, like you have to think about it at the list stage, which is just thinking about a resource in this way. It just it feels very. I don't know if I want to say like RTSy or like. It just it feels very war gamey to me. Like having to think about like an army resource when I'm building my army at the beginning. I love that. I love that about this army. Um, uh, any any reads? Any? I think most people know what the legions' abilities are all about with with uh, with uh, Osiric Bone Reapers. But anything to talk about real quick about just the zoomed out view? No, no I mean just the RDP. I think one the thing that it, the thing that it's um, unique is that it clears every turn, which is really interesting. Every battle round. Sorry. At the end of every battle round, what you don't spend goes away and you regenerate at every turn. So as someone playing against OBR, one of the things you, one viable tactic would be to remove their RDP generation. You can kill small heroes or wipe units so they're getting less RDP throughout the game. Yeah, um, That's something that I'm looking out for as an OBR player is to protect my RDP generation base, right? Um, so it gives players another way to attack the army as well. Yeah. So how many how many relentless discipline points do you like building into your list? Because I I know for me I build in kind of like a like a plan schedule of how mm-hmm. I intend to spend the points over the course of each battle round. You know I have I'm gonna I typically am gonna spend X many in my opponent's turn and X many in and Y many in my turn, unless you know something comes up where if I spend Z many then I, I know I'm putting myself out there, but I'm hoping to have achieved this uh, larger, sizable goal uh, to, to have put them really effectively out of commission. Mm-hmm. Um, are you asking, like, a target number? Yeah, yeah like, like, what, like what, do you, what have you guys been aiming at? I know the list that I really like to play has nine. Okay. Plus static, the dice. Static nine? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. five from Catacross, Two from Liege, one from Bone Shaper, one from Battalion, yeah. and then yeah. I think it's seven dice though. rolls. Yeah, it's a lot. The the, you know, list, the I, only person I've lost to is you with it. So let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was to Skaven, and so here we are. Yeah, here full circle, are. secret Skaven episode. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I typically end up building lists with like a static. I won't go less than six. Um, eight's a good number. Nine feels like a lot. It depends. Like if you have crawlers, you need more because you're I, for me. You want an extra shot of return on each of them, so you're burning two or three if you have catacross every turn. So five are gone. Three are gone. Then if you have shield walls and the movement is big as well. So I've been playing some games lately with static six, and then I always take the spell. So six plus D three. Mm-hmm. which is kind of on the edge I would say I'd like to I'd like to have more I'm saying six to eight is probably where I would where I would go six feels like the minimum to me that's the minimum I've, yeah. like, I've tended to work yeah. with is is like six is a yeah. minimum um and and then I go from there it's like minimum I'm looking looking for a static six uh all the time uh, I feel like at six you're opening yourself up to being disrupted and you're kind of running that's like the minimum running on fumes. Like at six is exactly as much as I need to do that turn, provided something doesn't go wrong. Uh, it's yeah. a war game; things go wrong, right? Like so. So six for me has been like the minimum I run on. Um, it just makes it catacross feel so much more enticing now than ever before, um, because that that like the, with Petrifex Elite sort of like out of the I'm gonna say out of the equation, but uh, appropriately reined back in where it belongs uh legally obligated to say uh like mortis praetorians i just my eye just keeps looking over at that and being like this is i mean this feels like the new way to play and catacross already kind of wants to be in mortis praetorians and yada 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 yeah you know you don't have to be but no you wouldn't you wouldn't want to not his commandability only works on praetorians right currently you don't want to be in there um (laughs) Before you know, you ran him in Petrifex. The whole army got the plus one save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, and then you were just giving the plus one to hit. Yeah, yeah. Catacross for me. I've always wanted to play Catacross. That's one of the. I bought bought the army because of Catacross and the crawlers. Like that's the Mm -hmm. those those two models for me. Just just completely sold it um, in terms of like the feel on the table. And uh, I played a game two nights ago with Catacross. I had Catacross, two crawlers, and two units in my zone just sitting there. Just lobbing rocks and giving plus one to hit, plus one to save a mile my army. And 40 more tech just did the work. Just walked walk through things. <laughs> um, which you can do things like that because the plus one save, plus one to hit, is, is, it's just that good. Yeah. And the minus one to hit table wide, I mean, he's just, he just does so much. He's 500 points, but... Yeah, um, I mean, he he's... I, I, Vince and, and Brendan, you talked about this on Warhammer Weekly. Like, Catacross feels what a 500-point field general should feel like. He does... All of the commanding stuff. This isn't yeah. the model you're pushing into, like and like having him punch stuff to death. Like he really does just kind of like point at stuff and like dictate the pace of combat. I mean, if you could get your bone tithe nexus to go off for the minus one as well, um, which I believe it never works. <laughs> I've never got my bone tithe nexus to work reliably. <laughs> oh, you guys got to get my bone tithe nexus. It puts people out of commission. Maybe, oh, I, I, I should paint mine. Maybe I should paint mine. No, I no. know. I know. I know what it is. I know what it is. It's because uh, we can use more tech crawlers. You have to sacrifice being able to use the bone tide nexus. Or the other. Yeah. Fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, I get... hate the shooting phase. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. I, I love, hate it. I love my. I love my crawlers. Yeah. They're 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 games where they do nothing, but I do I do love them. They're even, I mean, games when, even games when they do nothing, they, they just mess up your, your opponent's deployment. When you tell them, I have a 43 inch range and I'm going to do four or five damage shots at you that hit on twos, they're just like, oh, you know, and it just messes with, with where they deploy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think and then it, they see my first you know, dice roll and they go, nah, nah, 
Wounding on threes is a problem. So I get yourself a Xantos. Reroll those. Xantos, mm-hmm. um... It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that, like, the sort of, like, uh, play bias. You know, like, we all have these little, you know, I know the math hammer of this, or I know this does tactically. We all have these little uh, quirks. Uh, where some units we just swear don't work for us and others we swear do. And so we have these little things we're always taking. Um, yeah. I guess we can we can maybe draw the line in the sand right now. Uh, should, does, does Bone Reapers, is it meant to play with catapults right now? In the, the, we'll talk about like the meta as it exists. Like, like are they auto-includes currently? And I might get two different opinions, best, which is why I ask it this way. But I think... The majority of the the lists that are going to do winning, the answer is yes. That that you should be taking two catapults. Mm-hmm. And the list that I think Sean is is talking about, where it's um, two catapults, catacros, a bone shaper. It's like fifty more tech and like a horse unit. I think. Yeah, the list I have, the list I've been playing most most recently is catacros, shaper, forty guard, ten guard. Two fives of horses and two catapults. Mm. So that's only at the min six RDP, so it's a little bit edgy. But man, those two fives of horses do so much for the list, just that capturing was objectives. That's so rough. That it's was just so, so good. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does yeah. so many things. And like again, you have to be careful with the RDP because you're spending three a turn on the crawlers and catacrosses kind of ability. But you can you know, you can not spend on a crawler one turn if you need to. You can do the bravery shot instead, right, and not have to spend it, but um, it doesn't have the Xantos for the real wounds, but I feel like that's you know, with Catacos being five hundred, I feel such a I find luxury. it hard to take I find it hard to take more than one extra hero with them and still have points to do anything else. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, I if I was if I was going to do a five game event, I would not I would not show up without crawlers. Um I've played many games without them, just one off games for you know and there are good lists you can write. But if I was gonna go and try and compete in five games, across five games, I think you you need the crawlers. Yeah. But, I I still would take lists without them, uh, but your bad matchups chain. Yeah. And you'd unfortunately, those bad matchups are the ones that you're more likely to see nowadays, but I'd rather be lucky than good, as Brad always says. So, well, I mean, that, that's the thing is like you, I mean, you know your counter, uh, so you can, you know, lean into aggressive strategies and playing to your outs and so on and so forth. And I was going to, if I was going to punt it, whatever, but I played hard and, I knew what I wanted to do to, you know, beat this opponent that's got my number type thing. Like, you can you can do that as long as you're aware. So what is it that catapults do for this army, I guess? What is what is the, the issue we're dancing around, Sean? What is it that, that catapults do for Ossiac Bone Reapers that really kind of put the puzzle together in our, our sort of current? Uh, yeah, for, for me, it's the reach. Um, because at the end of the day, the army moves, the skeletons move four, right? I mean, you're, and you're spending RDP to make them move seven, but as we've said, that's a limited resource. So you don't want to be spending RDP every turn to make your skeletons move seven. Um, so I think having that reach to make your opponent, at least on some level, come to you mm-hmm. uh, is really, really helpful. Because if, if you can get them in range of the, those 40 more tech or 30 more tech and to make that charge, they're just going to chew through whatever they hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and play, you know, yeah, that's for me, it's just the range and the reach and messing with my opponent's deployment. And just, and oh, the other thing is drops, right? So unless you're playing a battalion, the army is typically eight, nine drops. So you're not going to get choice a lot. So the catapults make that choice tough for your opponent. Now, otherwise, they just give you one. You shamble forward four inches and get charged. 
um, or do nothing, right? So the catapults give you that first turn option, which I think is what the army needs. Right, right. They sort of force the issue. Yeah. Yeah, right on, right on. Um, Brendan, anything to add or anything differing? No. No, I, I, I think you nail it there, especially when so many of the things that are problematic right now uh, are ranged. The, uh, the very combat-oriented list that I like to run, you know, definitely really struggles hard in those matchups. Um, but, like, the way the fighting platform is set up, it, it plays differently, where the catapult list can kind of afford to play slowly across the table. Um, the combat-oriented lists are looking to establish position and fight it out. And against, and against lists that don't even want to engage you, it's not a problem. They don't have to. Hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, being, being an elite army, we're not going to have the model count, typically. So if you're playing a combat-oriented army, you're going to have you know, tens of horses or sixes of stalkers or something where you know they're going to get out there, they're going to do work, they're going to kill stuff, but it's a small model count and they're going to get swarmed. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, yeah, yeah. So you have to be really decisive in your play with it, and I think that uh, something that I think you were kind of hinting to or alluding there, Brendan, is that when you go the combat route, you say essentially the non-crawler route with, with the Ossiac Bone Reapers, you really have to get your strategy into motion and like make the right play early and commit. Um, there's not a yep. whole lot of like if you you know there's not a whole lot of like forgiveness if you don't. Uh, you know, commit to the correct strategy early. Uh, so crawlers afford you some some uh, some leeway in in that sort of like committing to an early strategy. You know, if you pick the wrong strategy early, you you know you lose. You you crawler the wrong stuff early, like yeah, it could be a real big deal, but you're not sticking your neck out in the wrong position, right? Like you're not uh, like in the wrong position and then scrambling to get back into the game later on. So I, I think that like there's some uh, there's some appeal to the combat style by the way like i've i've played both with catapults without um my catapults aren't painted so don't tell anyone um but, but I've no, played... painted. don't tell anyone i have one painted <laughs> guard not a unit not a unit one painted more tech guard <laughs> yeah but but um yes. i have a few painted ocr bone reaper models <laughs> don't worry it's a great looking dead pile brendan it's a great looking dead pile yeah yeah, chat gang's uh Sounds good to me. Chat gang's uh, holding me to it. I'm getting back into hobbying next next month. I promised I would. So I'll uh, I'll paint some models uh here. I'll get out of my sort of uh covid funk. Um yeah. But yeah, no no, I I played with both. Um I I I I think the catapults are fun. Um I I have games where they just never do anything, and I'm just like, you know, and like, I'm just, why does everyone think these things are the best? And then you have that game where you just do actually, like, roll, like, throw the rocks and delete it. Were you, were you playing yeah. against Skaven and they blow up half a unit of Plague Monks without breaking a sweat by just rolling five ups? <laughs> certain matchups, they just ruin somebody's day, you know? Yeah. It's low bravery stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Play a nice, play but nice watch those really bad disappear. Right? Yeah. I said, play a play a grad army and watch those sixty bricks disappear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice. All right, so yeah, catapults. Um, I think it, it obviously. I won't call. I hesitate to call them an auto include, but you got to know what you're doing if you're going if you're going without them. And I think that's really the big the main take here. Um, I don't think there's much in that book that's an auto include. Really, more tech guard, I guess, because they're battle line and they're really good. But, but you, know, you can make an argument for most things in the book except for Book Mordian is terrible. 
Uh, that's pretty much it. You don't like a mortis guard? You don't, right? <laughs> Sean, they have no place. They they serve <laughs> no function. One unit with like, Ark in the Black. That's the only reason you would take them as the babysitter. No. You are not. You are not taking a six or five hundred and sixty point Ark and the Black. It makes no sense. They can't keep up with them. Like, <laughs> Sean, that's like that's absurd. That's a ridiculous opinion to have. <laughs> I love it. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Yeah, I love it. Uh, like, dreamer. Like, if if you're going to do that, you take three uh, of the chair guys and three of those. If like you get more value out of that, don't oh. be ridiculous. But, but the models are cool. <laughs> they are. They are very cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The immortals are really sweet looking. Them. Yeah. Uh, they are garbage, though. Dreamer dropping a thousand RDP to remind everyone checking ain't nothing to mess with. Um, no, I more tech guard. I know there was the hot take there for a little while that oh, there, there's so many more tech guard at tournaments. Like ha 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 ha. This is because us here Bone Reapers are overpowered. I'm like that's those two takes don't line up. We have two battle line options in our entire army. One of them is 130 point. Which is the Mortec Guard and the other... 180. 180. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen in the army construction? You're going to see a lot of Mortec yeah. Guard. Uh, so that's it's just one of those lazy takes that I, I despise. Uh, I guess you could call them an auto-include, but they're they're one of your two battle line options. They're your cheaper battle line option. They kind of behoove you to take many of them with how the army plays. Uh, so, like... You know, until we see some battle line if options for maybe some stalkers and stuff, uh, you're going to see more tech guard get played. But that's sure. kind of how it should be. It's a skeleton yeah. army. You should see freaking skeletons. I, I don't know. What a, uh, so my uh, my more tech guard apologist take aside. Um, when you look at like actually like list construction, um, there is a good variance. Um, Catacross makes you feel his 500 point cost. You really, I mean, there's your battalion if you take Catacross. It, it, it becomes a real struggle to, like, uh, do I take a battalion now or don't I? Like, yeah, you can't, I don't think you can. It's too many points. Yeah, especially if you're yeah. grabbing crawlers. Well, yeah. oh, Brendan, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the list that you run, the the, the quote-unquote, we call it Breakthrough. Um, yeah, so it's Catacross, a Leech Cavalos, Bone Shaper, 30 Brick of Guard, 20 Brick of Guard, and then two units of five horses with the Cavalos Lance and the Nightmare Predator spell. You can not take the Nightmare Predator spell and, and get the Triumph. Now, especially because they're actually of value to you as opposed to where three of them you couldn't use, so just right. skip it. But now you can use all of them, and they're and they're really good, so maybe that. And you kind of get to use them out of sequence, uh, as I recall, is where Triumphs like really, really give you a super advantage. So, yeah, especially you know potentially the you're really looking for rerolls to wound with this uh, yeah, for sure. twos by fours in a lot of cases. So that's nine static RDP, and you have the battalion, so you're actually a five drop, which puts you in just above kind of that sweet spot of four, but it puts you in a competitive enough spot where you are going to more often have choice than you won't. And that's really nice. But the key to that is what I, you know, what I like to think of as like as, as pin and move past. The part of it, part of the breakthrough list is the fact that the horses hit you 
and then retreat and charge into the thing that they want to next. Mm-hmm. So I set the line with the Mortec Guard. I'm able to play a little bit wider, which is one of the things I really don't like about the Catapult list, is you have to stay very castled. That's fine. You just have to play it different. Yeah. I like the ability to play wide and and be in a bunch of different places with uh, with some meaningful impact. And yeah, basically you set the line with the Mortec, and then you have the horses hit the thing and then come past it and then hit the thing that your opponent really doesn't want them to hit. And Well, now they're already... Yeah. Like you said, you've Usually. set the point of attack, so they're already kind of pushed back, which means then you can bring in that that that, that tasty block of Mortec Guard and, and, and punch face, but... Yeah. yeah. And it's a bit tricky because you have to get your the, opponents... the horses... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, hopefully your opponent's a moron and turns their attention to the horses... And then you just yeah. score points all game, and yeah, yeah. and it's too late to deal with your Mortec guard at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a bit tricky because you have to get the the liege back there with the horses to do the retreat and charge. Oh, it's um, so easy! So you just charge everything and then just run around the back. Yeah, because because yeah. he he has to be in range when they make their next charge move, and it's Correct. wholly within twelve. So. Correct. You know, yeah, I'm okay. thinking about them getting behind the line. But and if you're on both flanks, it's not going to work on both sides. But oh no, 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 they, they are they are their own All block side, of things, and they go. Those yeah, eleven yeah, models yeah. work together. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, they're essentially one hammer, they're like just kind yeah. of pivoting mm-hmm. around and. Yeah. Um. And he, and he can actually stay at the front of the line because you have that holy within twelve. They'll swing around sure. the back, and you'll still get that twelve inch bubble because he's like a weirdly large base. 100 mil um, round, which is super weird. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. So he can play at the front, still give buffs to the Mortec that are coming up the other direction and still pass off the battalion bonus. Yeah. Yeah, those horses are so fast, man. And with your, and with your 9 RDP, you're just making a move 15. I mean, you have so much RDP that you don't care. I'm yeah. 15, I'm doing my free impact hit, yeah. and then yeah. I'm spending another one to get another one, maybe to shake a, shake a guy loose or two. Uh, yep. Then I'm spending another point on plus one attack uh, for all of them, and that's only yeah. like five. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you don't have colors so. to worry about. So you have, I think you have that list has. I'd argue too many RDP. I don't know if you ever spend it all. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the there there are definitely <laughs> shield walling guys. I... Combat. He's like we're gonna shield wall these guys. Brenda, there's no one around them. I don't care. I'm spending it. You know that I like that I am so over our game. If I'm just like and just she, just reroll saves on all these, like what? What? They're not in combat. Doesn't matter. Or, or it's like they're in combat with a, a unit that like they're gonna kill. Like it's three guys. It's three. Yeah. It's three uh, zombies or something. And no, I have like my attack. whole twenty brick, and I'm like uh, reroll saves. Uh, reroll saves on the thirty brick because uh, you know they they need it. Well, why them? I don't know. It's the bottom of the turn. Like I gotta use these. <laughs> gotta spend it. Yeah, they don't roll over, man. Um, so, uh, Brendan, you you've actually ha- gotten in some experiences both Mortis Praetorians with the breakthrough list versus as Petrifex Elite. What has your finding been? It, because I I I know within our little close knit community, a lot of the people who who talk OCR Bone Reaper Tech with me, many of us were saying, "You're just gonna go." We felt the Petrifex Elite change was inevitable just via the noise. And we're like, most people are just going to switch to Mortis Praetorians and, like, not lose sleep, beat you a turn later, and, like, 
that'll be fine. Um, has that become the reality? Do you have uh, deeper insights into that? Like, wh what is the reality of like, you know, oh, just make it more Praetorians and like it's fine now. Like, wh what is the reality of that versus our like predictions? Yeah, it, if you were if you were doing what I was doing, where you were taking Catacros in a non Mortis Praetorians list, petrified. And basically, Ivory you know, <laughs> sure, if you want, uh, think he, of how, 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 look, look at his propensity for being wounded. He, like, he, he could take the wound easily and get back the save with his command ability. He is made to accidentally be an ivory host. Spend those nine RGP, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just, he's begging to be an ivory host. <laughs> Oh Brendan, you've done it. You've written the Ivory Host list. Yeah, you found it. Except, except he's not <laughs> keyword Ivory Host. He, he oh right, right. He can't actually benefit. <laughs> he's oh no! He can't even use it. He oh, can't. Even, he can't even, oh man, he can't even. He can't even use it. <sighs> Sadness. Uh, all right. I'm sad. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, no, but but basically, what's happened is. All that has changed in the list that I really like to run is I have just swapped out the mandatory Legion artifact on my Leech Cavalos. And chances are, for the six other of you that were playing a list like this, it's the same game. It's exactly the same. Um, your opponent is still largely charging you, so you don't have Rend. Fine. You're... You're spending those command. You're spending those discipline points slightly differently. You're more likely to spend plus one attack and shield wall, whereas before I found myself, you know, making the decision between plus one attack and shield wall, or an additional rend and shield wall, or plus one attack and rend if I felt like I didn't have to respect really? my opponent's yep. attacks characteristic. Yep. Um, <laughs> it happens. No, it does. The, like it... <laughs> um, but you know it. It's basically the same. The your only the only thing you struggle with a little bit more is the stuff that's like a three up. Okay, it takes you a little bit longer, but you have more attacks to give in that sense, and so it doesn't totally even out. But the result ends up being kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, about like a about a about a half a round or a, a, a combat. Uh, longer is is really what it ends up being in in, in sort of practicality. It's the catapults that got way better by being Praetorians. The yeah. um, taking Xantos in a Petrifex list made no sense. The, right. There was no right. value in that. Right. Uh, you know, Petrifex catapult lists were good, but they didn't have the opportunity to be kind of kicked over that extra notch if you want the extra synergies to really push them into that. Like a catapult just shooting one extra turn, like pretty good a catapult two catapults shooting extra each of them shooting with an extra shot each of them re-rolling wounds now you're starting to like really like really start to hammer home some synergies um yeah yeah um yes yes heretic we are talking osiric bone reapers this is the obr episode from you know two of the best to do it um uh, and myself so uh, just kind of like a retrospective and sort of a, you know, where we are, you know, where are they now? Uh, VH1 style OBR. Um. <laughs> I'm still here. It's not, we're, we're not going anywhere. Not playing games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not here. playing games. <laughs> okay. Well, this is <laughs> trying to be optimistic here. <laughs> 
you know, some there was some barbecue hammer going on. I saw some camp hammer going on. I saw some yeah, garden we, hammer we going on. We played we we played a couple games here back in like June or July, but it's you know it's still mm. a pandemic, so I'm, we're. I'm a big fan of undisclosed location hammer. That's undisclosed uh, location. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the the, the real the real like uh, you know that's the real quality hammer really the undisclosed location hammer um i mean it's it's weird because like in some respects i see i, I look her and it feels like the rest of the world started to play warhammer again and then we're just like yay stasis meta um apocalypse, <laughs> apocalypse hammer um but i i think that there is this has been a time to uh reassess your armies and your list to try some wacky stuff and like the close games you can get with like whether you still have like a club night going on or a couple friends that are kind of in your own little isolation bubble where you know hey we don't talk to anyone else we don't you know right. we all have those little like close circles i think um you've, you've had to, to to get through this um and and playing in that that sort of setting i think you get to experiment more um, you know, you get to run your ivory host list and find out that it is as garbage as we have all told you on the internet. <laughs> it's so much worse. It's so much worse. It... <laughs> um, but no, um, I, I think that, um, if I were to like assess the, the place in the meta, the fact that we have more natural predators and this, this is regardless of if Petrifex elite changed or not, the, the fact that we have more natural predators, I think that are the dominance, the Ossiarch Bone Reaper overlords, uh, they were going to come come down back down to Earth, and I think that that would have happened naturally, whether Petrifex Elite changed or not. Um, that being said, they didn't go from, like, great to just barrel, like, bottom of the barrel tier. Um, I think they normalized out in, in pretty great, but I think that what has become a reality is understanding that the skill floor of this army is a little bit higher than it was originally given credit for. Um, it it is a more tactical army. The RDP, uh, you know, management is, is a, more poignant now than ever before. Um, especially, you know, without a plus one to save, maybe I don't shield tilt here. I, I have faith in my three up, right? I'll take the, I'll take the rend. Well, now you actually have to make that decision, you know, like, I, I think stuff like that becomes more, um, valuable unless you're in a catacross and you're like plus one save across the whole 36. Yeah. You have to basically yeah. decide at the list stage, whether you want plus one save or minus one rend. That's that's right. the choice that the Petrifix change made, which I think is a reasonable choice. I mean, you can argue whether or not the Petrifix change was the correct or change, or was it dirt? Or, yeah, yeah or, but yeah. Apart from that, you know, the outcome of it is now you have a choice: do you want minus one rend or do you want plus one save? Mm -hmm. And if you want the latter, you have to take Catacross to do it. See, so there's a 500 point quote unquote tax for that plus one save. Oh, not but that he's, he's worth not every single point. He's, he's worth every, every cent of it. Point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, plus the model. Uh, but he's so I not, that, I think he's not under-costed. He's not under-costed. <laughs> Shout out from the like, the, like, that's the I think that's the craziest thing about that 500-point model is it is yeah. exactly the right number of points. Yes, it is. Especially it is. in the context of its own book. Especially in the context of its own book. When you look at, this is a quarter of my army. And then you start to, if you go Sean's route with two catapults, you're at 900 points, right? Like, that is half your army on three models, essentially. Yeah. Um, and you're already running elite with your more with your bony boys. So it's, I mean, you you feel why, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, if you play the catapult, so like you can't do a battalion, then you I have a hard time doing a third hero. 
You, mm-hmm. I mean, you can put Xanthos in there, but then you're really lean. Basically, one of those night units becomes Xanthos, which is, it works, it's fine, but I like having the second night unit and just makes the colors a bit, bit less effective, but having an extra five-man unit to go off and do things, I, I found to be really valuable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, G-Dead dropping a 1,000 RDP to remind everyone that chat gang ain't nothing to mess with, and correct, Catacross Heart. And and this is a, a go, go a little philosophical here. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing for armies to play with their cool, big centerpiece thing. I actually, especially, we've kind of moved into a direction with Age of Sigmar where our books are a little bit thinner. You know, not every book is, is Skaven or, or Cities of Sigmar. Usually, uh, you know, there's not a ton of War Scrolls in there. You shouldn't feel like an idiot for wanting to play with your army's feature centerpiece model. Um, Unless you're Sylvanath. Yeah, he's Sylvanath. <laughs> uh, it feels kind of bad to run has o- any, Olander. Like, has anybody tried the zero-point uh, Alarial uh, challenge that, that you tossed out there? No, it wasn't me. Was it? Who was it? I think I think it was Meft. Uh, wasn't it somebody oh, okay. on talking with you, Meft? That was like, if Alario was zero points, she would still be bad. Someone talking to me did issue the zero. It wasn't me, <laughs> but this is a conversation I did have. I actually so Darren Watson in the UK has like the the uh, the uh, Gotrick challenge, like just go to tournaments and and rack up how much stuff you can kill um with gotrick and you know tally it and then he was going to send you a prize at the end of the year obviously covid's made everything complicated but the zero point alarial challenge i feel you could do this at home with your friends play games for alarial costs zero points and like you can do a little control game where like you run the same list with and without her you know uh and just and do like a like a best of three or a best of five uh if you can play against a, a, a spectrum of of opponents, if you've got a friend with a couple armies, or you get a couple friends with a couple of armies, you can get a nice little I don't have spread. Any like that. Yeah, you don't have it. No, 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 you don't know anyone like <laughs> no, that nothing, in Detroit. Nothing like that up here. No, yeah, no, nothing no. like that in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want you. So, so I will officially issue this uh, through, like, say, like, I think we could go through like the next six months in your personal. Just keep a personal track, you know, like a little track, and see the actual impact of the zero point. Uh, 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 Alarial <laughs> on your games. The thing is, she's so inexpensive. She's already effectively 300 points, right? She's 600, right? And she brings on a 200 point unit for free, so 400 points. Yeah. And she's still not worth it. She's just a liability. Yeah, so she'd be negative 200 points in this yeah. instance. Yeah, because she gets a 200 point unit for free. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Uh, do the do the uh, Alarial, and like maybe we'll have chat gang like I don't know paint some trees or something for you. <laughs> if you that's the, not a bad prize. That's a that's a nightmare. I don't want to. <laughs> all the models, and I was like, oh shit, I have to paint all those trees. <laughs> that was serious to question my life choices at that point. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. We'll send you a gift card to Denny's because nothing good happens there. <laughs> <laughs> gift card to Denny's. Boom! <laughs> Them gams, though it is true. She does have the 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 inspiring gams. Um, I have I have an Alario primed black in the basement, just in there because why would you paint it? I understand. That. I, I do want to I do want to try her on the table because she can't be that bad. Although I've had many people, many of whom I respect in their Sylvaneth ability, tell me she's just completely awful. Hmm. So, well, I mean, there's some. I've not had her on the table myself. You got to get some practical experience in for you for yourself yeah. at, at some point yeah. with any with yeah. any of these criticisms that you hear on the internet. Um, Cavalos command traits. So as far as um, Osiric Bone Reapers, I guess that we we know that like you pretty much run with 
um, a bone clave, as, as we like to say around these parts. But you run, you pretty much do run with a sub-faction. Sub-factionless Osiric Bone Reapers isn't really a reality. Um, I have a take on that. Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, that's a fine reality. Uh, I don't get the appeal of people wanting less rules. Um, as like the the snowflake power of like, well, I don't want to run with an enclave. You know, I want to run with a you know nothing, and I want that to be as viable as like the cool enclaves with like specific narratives and awesome shit going on and like <laughs> iconic characters. I don't yeah. get. I don't get the that. Is, a lot of times they're they're only half awesome. So I think what what people are probably wanting is the ability to kind of create their own, right? Choose your own adventure, make your own artifacts, pick I, your own command traits. I respect which, that. Like, yeah. Flesh eaters, flesh eaters has that, right? So you yeah. can do like feast day instead of doing one of the other um, crystal gore or whatever. Yeah, no, no, I respect um, that. So, so I think there is mileage in being able to choose your own adventure in that respect. But yeah, yeah, not a thing in OBR. No, and I, I don't think I don't think it's a it's a it's criminal that an Osiric Bone Reaper is you can't. You, you can't go sort of bone claveless. I, I don't think it's right. actually pretty cool to play with them, but there really are just kind of two, two we'll say competitive tier ones right now. Um, it is Mortis Praetorians, and I think Petrifex Elite are still are still good. Um, you can do some cool stuff if you want to go combat build. You can do some cool stuff with it, but um, yeah, I want to with Catacross, so Praetorians it is right, right, and that and that makes it an easy decision. Um, from there, um, the read on Null Myriad. Uh, I liked what you said on. On uh, Warhammer Weekly, there, Brendan. Um, uh, rather than re re repeat it for you, you had a read on Null Myriad, which was how many more magic armies do we need in the game? And I'll have Sean kind of answer yeah. the same question: How many more magic armies do we need in the game for Null Myriad to feel like it's I, it is? I think the consensus was I think the consensus was two. The like the driving factor is in my mind is if you're going if you're going to come across three or more armies where Null Myriad's rules are going to be a significant factor. Uh, in the game, if you're expecting less than three, you know that one or two category. There, there are better, there are better subfactions to take to to counteract that. Like you are better off in that case running a double catapult Praetorians list because that matchup is going to be better in four games as opposed to being better yeah. in two. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's a weird math to it that, but if. If the if it flips over to where you win those three games by just simply being no myriad, then that's the choice, mm -hmm. right? It, sure. And that can be a dig that that could actually be very telling for your local meta too, because depending on what your local meta might be, you might be facing, you know, two zinch like just guaranteed two zinch lists and like a maybe an LRL list or something like that in Seraphon, and that's your like your local meta, no me. No Myriad feels a lot more appealing now, doesn't it? Um, but the re yeah. like out in the wild, in a tournament, sort of a blind meta, that's usually not your reality. Your reality is you will run into one of those armies. Just statistically speaking, you might even run into two of them. But you you know, the scale tipping that that you need that Null Myriad. Um, I don't know. That being said, if you're like, man, I can crush every other combat army without any bonus rules. I just want to shore up my victory against like the magic armies. Then that's a you thing. Do you boo? Like no, no judgment. <laughs> um, the that's artifact. Actually, what I was gonna. What I was. Oh gonna yeah, go yeah yeah go ahead go ahead yeah. Yeah, if, if you feel so confident in all the other matchups that you don't need your Praetorian save or your Petrifix rend, which we don't feel that confident right now, I would say. But if you feel that confident against the rest of the meta, that you just want to shore up that magic matchup because again, mortal wounds are a, a problem for the army. Right, six up. That's 
that's what yeah. we get. Um, if you feel that that's really your gap, then I think no Marriott is a very nice tool in the book mm-hmm. that we can feel that if you're going into an environment where you feel there's a bunch of zinch and whatever else kicking around. Right. Right. But right now I think that we're, as Brendan said, we're not, we're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, sorry to me to, to kind of take your take from, no, uh, no worries. No worries. Um, so this leaves Stellar Lords is like kind of the question mark for me. Um, mm. does Stellar Lords big thumbs up. Okay. I like it. Okay. All right. Um, do you Sorry, think it, we we put it in the same cat? <laughs> no, no, you're good. Do you think we put it on the same the same tier as Mortis Praetorian slash Petrifex Elite? Uh, does it fall between Null Myriad and and no? I I, yeah. I think it's a I half think it's step better. I put it above Null Myriad because it's more generally useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not as good as the other two. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I I think it's uh, it's clever, you know, but uh, you know, clever doesn't get you wins all the time. Um. Very rarely. <laughs> it's I clever. I was writing Lord's list the other last night or two nights ago, actually, just kind of messing around with the Death Glaive and some stalkers and. Ah, man, I got a Death Glaive list that, like, I think has legs and it's killing me. And just, and just running at people. It's probably the same list I was. Right. Um, yeah. I think it's really fun, right? But you're putting yourself out there. If anyone doesn't know, the whole army just gets to run and charge, so you can just run at people, and but you don't have the extra rend of Petrifix. So you're largely running at people with rend one. And hoping to kill a lot, um, which, you know, depending on what you're facing, yeah. will work. You're, you're running at them with these guys. Rent two, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> Rent two, I D3. settled on a list with only with with only a three, two back of those guys just for the for the battalion. Um, just one, just two of them, and then two six of the stalkers. And that's the stalkers. that's the death glaive, right? Like the uh, oh, no, no. I, it's one harbinger and two stalker units. Yep. And the whole, I go. I go one unit of six stalkers. So you're 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 getting a pregame six inch move and run and charge mm-hmm. with those three units. So you could just max them out six six and then four harbingers just run at people with those three units. Do but, you still have the do you still have the points to cover your battle line at that point though? Is is like I feel like the problem just barely. That, that's why I went down to only two archai. Um, but I had to have it here. Here's the list that I wrote a couple nights ago. Uh, there is a screen share feature if it's a... Uh, it's on my iPad. Oh, okay. I have Double Cavalos, Bone Shaper, 10 Guard, 10 Guard, 5 Horses, uh, 2 Harbingers, 2 times 6 Stalkers, and a Shrieker. And I went Double Cavalos so that I could take Home of the Ordained on the second Cavalos for the plus one to hit and just run them up the field yep. with them. Yep. I don't think it's good, but I think it's fun. It'll smash some fools that aren't paying attention. <laughs> I just... By just moving those stalkers twelve inches, no, uh, fifteen inches, because you're plus three. Move yeah. six, move six, plus three, and then with the real rerollable charge. Um, so twenty-four away, you're at a nine rerollable. Eighteen away, you're just getting you're just getting well, in. I I don't even think you're you need to spend the discipline point to go three. You're rerolling runs as well on those. You're true. already spending the discipline point to, to yeah, move up. Yeah, that's field. true. It depends. Yeah, you haven't seen my run rolls, Brendan. But you can always spend it after. You spend that in the move phase, right? So yeah. you can run and then do uh, it. Yeah, so so their ability you have to spend in, like, the hero phase or something wild. No, no, I'm talking um, about the, the plus three move. So you can do your run, oh. re-roll your run. If it's still, yeah. you know, a one That's or two, then the you can spend phase. the RDP. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 
the I, I go brick a six, brick a three, and two harbingers to try and just get more bodies on the field. Yeah. Well, one, one of the it's hidden... Covering the battle line. Well, while we're on the subject here, the, one of the hidden weaknesses of Ossiac Bone Reapers, if you're dear viewer, if you're watching this or if you're listening back on, on like Spotify or something like that, um, we can't actually six our runs uh, because that is a general command ability thing. We don't get that. RDP says you don't get to do that stuff. And similarly, we can't reroll charges. So we, we lose out on... Those are two key things in this game that this army doesn't get to do. There are ways to compensate. I want to say compensate. I think that the plus three inch thing and the fact that most of our standards are plus one run and charge or plus one run plus one charge are sort of meant to compensate. The plus one run and charge essentially means that if you are outside of three inches, you still get your guaranteed charge if you played the game, you know, well and you should still be guaranteed. You know, you don't get to you don't snake eyes it and then fail your charge when you played correctly. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry, back, back to the point, though, um, because what is, is cool is, like, the Stalkers getting reroll charges as their kind of thing uh, unlocks yeah. something that we don't normally have access to. So, just by taking the Battalion, they're going 12 plus 3d6, and the 3d6 are all rerollable uh, if, you, if you spend their command ability. <laughs> so, the question is, what do they do when they get there? You know? Well, they, they blender. They, blender. They blender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do okay. They do okay. Depends what you're charging into. Right? <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure that like you hit edges. Like your return fire yeah. isn't going to be too right. crazy. You can't have them too they, far they'll out die. ahead they're, of them. They're going to kill what they touch, yeah. but then they're going to die. Right? <laughs> four wounds with a or four you put out, them on right? defense mode. They're such a cool unit. If it's, you can survive that 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 second yeah that second wave, if you yeah, get into the, get into the reroll saves mode. Um, yeah, they're super good. Yeah, no, I, I, I like play that just to, just to put twelve stalkers on the table because I think they're super cool. Um, again, I think it'll win games, right? But I think it's it has some really bad matchups, like <laughs> lords do in general, because you're you're banking on being able to being able to run and kill things, and if you can't do that, then you don't really have a plan B. I don't like armies without a plan B. <laughs> well, I, I think Osiric Bone, Re- Osiric Bone Reapers is an army have like our our sort of counter matchups isn't a soft rps like a soft rock paper scissors our counter matchups seem pretty hard you know like and and that's one one of the things where um for me it's a challenge accepted type thing where it's just like uh i i love kind of having to think outside the box and like challenge myself and solve a problem a different way and stuff like that but but if the, this is an army that really truly feels it's it's hard counters pretty hard it's so thorough it, it's written right in the in the shield wall ability it says doesn't count on range they doubled down on it with petrifex elites uh re-rolling ones doesn't count on range that would have been it was the right change but if they wanted to make it the writer change that could have at least worked on in shooting to be something at all Sorry, um, I digress. <laughs> Are you saying you disagree with the change? I, no, I'm no, I'm legally no, 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 I am legally obligated to uh, <laughs> to be okay with the Petrifex Elite change. Um, but uh, no, yeah, that's it, why I think if you if you play Petrifex now, you play like really just minimum Mortec Guard because they get oh. the shield wall anyway to roll their saves. So I, I've been playing like a horse heavy list in Petrifex that I like. Um, the Cavalos Lance with two tens, two, and then two tens of guard, and then either six stalkers or four more, four more gas, whatever you want to bring for that extra 400 points, right? Whatever your utility unit. And right. it's got speed, it's got movement, you know, it's got Ren 2 on the horses, which Petrifix 
I do like that list a lot too. Um, it's got mobility. It can stretch out, like you were saying, Brendan, really kind of play the flanks because it doesn't care. It doesn't really need to be close to each other. Um, the retreat and charge thing is handy with the, with the like Cavalos, but I have yeah. fun with that list. Yeah. Yeah. The the other thing though, Meph, with your point towards us being hard counters, the Bone Reapers being uh, being hard countered, the Bone Reapers have matchups that are the hardest of hard counters. There are there are games where, as a Bone Reaper player, you walk up to the table and there's literally nothing your opponent can do to beat. Mm. There's nothing that That's they true. can do to win that game. Yeah. Um. Which, cool. Sign me up. You know, it's just you. You have to know that there's a price that you pay for that, and that that price that you pay is is the sort of like you will be on the other side of that of that whooping you dish out. I really feel like there was some care put into Ossiarch Bone Reapers as a competitive army, in terms like maybe I don't want to say more so. I don't know the the full design process uh, when it comes down to like Warhammer from like the literal like bare bones. They have a proof of concept and they're like. This is our, our basic principles. This is what we want to make the army as, you know, that from that initial sort of design and then through the whole inertial process of what happens. With Ossiarch Bone Reapers, and, and maybe this goes to why I love the army so much, it feels like it it really did have that like that thought towards like competition. The the twenty five mil bases on Mortec Guard, Petrofex Elite kind of as a high watermark for the co- competitive stretch of the army. Um there was just certain things in where I go, like this is a very the the fact that we have hard count like hard counters and are hard countered or you know like that we ha- have that like sort of thing going on like some people fundamentally disagree with that style of gameplay and I respect the opinion but I love it I I like when you're like if we I use League of Legends or a Magic the Gathering reference like in League of Legends you're in a lane and you're like I lose this matchup right and so you like. So one of two things happen. You either play conservative because you're like, I lose this matchup. I just need to not lose it too hard. Or you go like, screw it. I'm going to wait for them to make a mistake and then all in them and like blow them up. And then like you get that feeling that you just like you defied the odds. You know, like I like that rush of 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 like feeling like it's kind of I'm liberated in a hard matchup set. set uh, you know, setting where I'm like, OK, like, cool. I punt this game that I'm going to like. Then I'm going to play hard, and I'm going to go for the crazy, like go for my outs. I'm going to go for those, like those hard or difficult maneuvers. I'm going to try to find a new way to solve the puzzle. So I, I personally like that. Um, I think that's another reason I, I really, really love this army. Um, Sean, any thoughts on the, the hard matchups, uh, sort of you know RPS nature of of Osiric Bone Reapers? Before I move on. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, it, it is nice to be able to to know that you have to play well. With the army, I think it, it doesn't really play itself. Um, against some matchups, sure, you just push it forward and they can't kill you. Like if they don't have rend, they're really in a hard. They're in a hard they're way. Toast. <laughs> if you're if you're a Praetorian and they don't have rend, then you basically just push it forward because they can't kill anything fast enough. Um, but you know, apart from that, it's such it's so interesting how few units you typically have on the board, and every unit becomes so valuable. So to be able to place those units in the right place and move them in the right place. It, it makes you feel like you can even win hard matchups if you really just spread out and you target saturation. Yeah. Scenarios are big, right? So like there, there's things you can do um, with the army. I mean, you know, Zinch is kind of a problem with heavy mortal wounds. KO is KO, but, um, you know, there are certainly... That's a tough one to win, by the way, KO. Um, that, that's, that's hard. I know. Um, yeah. I know. Yeah, it, it, what you is this, it. 2017? Like... <laughs> KO and death. Over the sun, when that when that 
when the handbook came out, we had three guys in the club all playing KO. And it was like every week we were playing KO. And I was like, oh, gosh. Let's I play something else. But, you know, I did win a couple of games. And you have to just, you got to be careful. You know, you have to zone things out as best as you can and yeah. hope for the double, basically. Right? And the, the, the double yeah, turns the great equalizer. Hope that they roll bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. with all the triumph, that doesn't usually happen. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I mean. I think that's a really great, great point. That like. I think this ties back into that sort of like tactical genius of the army. That that vibe where you really do feel like you're in control of your game. And for a combat army, I think that that's pretty special. Because usually, as a combat army, it kind of feels like the the matchups and the and the uh, you know the mat- battle plans are always going to dictate. They're the great equalizer of our game. But, like, you know, you look at the matchup and you go, like, I don't know really how I control this. Um, with 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 Ossiarch Bone Reapers, I'm like, it is on me a lot. to Because that skill floor is a little bit higher than I think they get, they're given credit for. Because of just the, the sort of lack of units you kind of have on the table. Um, you're sort of forced into a narrow narrower strategy at the list building phase. I love that about the army. I try, I, like... Oh, like I, I want to to be able to do that with my armies. That's why I love Beasts of Chaos so much. Is because like I am one hundred percent always having to decide whether or not I like I win with this army. And even then, you just you got to get hot. You got to like do all this other stuff. Has the stars have to align? But you must, as a prerequisite to play it, make the correct decisions. Otherwise, you're you're just gonna get blown you up. Still, you still don't win. Well, not <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know. My record against uh, against uh, OP ass uh, Slanash says otherwise. <laughs> there you go. Good. I'm the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was pre nerf, and like I went fifty fifty oh, with good. him on Beast of Chaos, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, when you're supposed to be the bad army, like, oh man. Yeah, when you're all single wound models, no depravity, and you just swarm them, right? That's what it is, and like you just speed bomb. Yeah. You just everything's outside of four yeah. inches. You have only the keeper with yeah. the thermal rider to worry about. So you're just like. You can do infinity damage to ten ungors. It doesn't matter. Like doesn't matter. <laughs> just this yeah. is outside. You're gonna That's have to. The one ch- thing they do well. Yeah, <laughs> many many speed bumps. Yeah, you either yeah, have to charge it or go around. It allows that to win the game for you. Yeah, if you're playing like three places, you're you're kind of screwed. But you're mm-hmm. playing. <laughs> Yeah, so you you punt those, but uh, like yeah. I you 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 thrive on the the sort of five objective game. That actually kind of leads yeah. me into to a struggle I've personally had with with Osiarch Bone Reapers, which is objectives that uh, battle plans that start to drift above uh, five uh, objectives. Uh, you both are very are much more experienced, much better players than me. Um, I, I personally struggle with any battle plan where my with Osiarch Bone Reapers where it starts to drift above five objectives. I can. Uh, five, I'm like, five or four, I'm like, fine. I have, like, usually two just, like, absolute powerhouse points of the board where I'm like, this is mine now. And then I get into motion to kind of control that third to to be on the sort of, like, up like other side of the odds that, you know, try to contest three out of, uh, you know, three out of the five, I will win this game, right? Um, with, once it starts to get above that, I start to feel like I'm stretched super thin and I have a hard time covering the table and I have a hard time winning those games. What has been your experience with that, um... I feel like uh, 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 Sean will have you you answer, and then Brendan will have you kind of answer that. Like, what uh, what's your experience with that, and how how have you sort of how have you compensated? How do you how have you played it? How, um, do you have a different experience? Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, with with the army being again an elite army and not having many units on the board that can actually go capture objectives, it does make it make it challenging, right? And the list that I typically play, which has Catacross and two crawlers, crawlers aren't 
generally capturing an objective. They'll hold your own, maybe, for a while if they need to, but they're not going to go out and get anything, right? Mm-hmm. So the, this kind of pressure to be able to move around the board and, and play missions with lots of objectives is how, how I landed on adding that second unit of horses into that, that Praetorian list I've been playing, taking out the leash, taking out the extra buff piece to be able to move around the board and threaten those extra objectives. Because most of the ones where there's a lot, a lot of objectives, you can burn them or they, they move or like, what's the new one? Forcing the hand where one of them's a primary. So you don't really have to hold all of them at the same time. So being able to move around the board and be in different places um, is something that I've been able to play around with the army, just taking more movement, I guess. And in some of those games, Katagos just has to do work. He can't, he can't sit in the back. You have to push him forward. He doesn't like that. He likes to kind of be in the back and be the boss that he is, but Sometimes you have to put him on the line and move him his whole seven inches and hope to get out there and do something. So you kind of just have to use every piece you have. And sometimes it comes down to two crawlers holding your home objective because that's what you have left. And, you know, sometimes that's enough. So using every piece that you have and leveraging mobility, I guess that's what I would say to to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I... I think it reflects in the way that, like, I like to build my lists, where I want to be able to play the table wide. So, when I'm looking at those those super multi-objective games where they're split all the way across the table in in different divisions, um, you know, in that in that really that six or eight category, I I like to think about it and approach it this way, where the thirty brick is its own self-contained thing. It's going to start on one side, and it's going to take as much time as it needs to walk across the board and go take the objective on the other side that my opponent has. Because the 30, there's very little that can handle a 30. And even less that can handle a 40. In e- e- even now, like even even now, like that some of our natural predators have showed up. Because, I mean, flamers can, can pump out the damage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... You still you still holding that charged. line? Huh? I got charged top of one by two maw crushers and lost a uh, thirty-eight out of a forty block the other day. Yeah. Wow. Well, he that, that person it. committed fifteen <laughs> or eleven hundred points to killing now, your you, unit. And then you, and then you know what happened? Catacros killed two maw crushers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you boy, tactical but... genius. <laughs> <laughs> No, Sorry, Orcs, you baited him in spending over half of his army <laughs> not killing something. Congratulations, you did it. Yeah. Um, so, so I like to set the thirty brick to one flank. I'll put Catacros right in the middle because his buff, you know, is best when centered. Uh, I'll take the twenty brick and have the bone shaper behind it with the artisan's key to to keep them up. And you know, Sean remembers how good that was. Um, it was the then, thirty that was good, not the twenty. I know he was nearby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like rules uh, only work on a four up. Yeah, that's why. Like, that's has, that's like why, for whatever reason, like my catapult my catapults don't work for me because they're less than a four up. <laughs> but my uh, power. Yeah. Uh, but my bo- but my uh, bone tied nexus works great. Yeah, so he's got and the power of the four up. Healing. Is that what it is? Like. That's what it is. Yeah, you got the power yeah. of a four up. That's why you were you good with skeletons. The... If you can yeah. roll fours, you will, not, you will not see the artisan key in my four up. Things that work on a four up, <laughs> not gonna happen. The necklace is free, yeah. so I take it. But you know, if it wasn't free, I wouldn't take it. 
Four ups and six ups are my specialty. Anything outside of that, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> you just need a three up to win the game right now, Brendan. Can't do it. But like the four up, like you got it. <laughs> Oh, the shade. That happened at Packa Meth. Did you know that? That was the shade. I know you. That's, that's, specific, that's <laughs> specifically the number I needed was a three. I know. I know. <laughs> Our game came down the, to the, and I the saw, dice. I saw a two and, and Brendan rolls a, three, rolls a one. <laughs> Lose the and, game. And I remember your dice hit the table first. And I yeah. saw the two. Yeah. And for a moment, just that brief glimmer of hope, I was like, Yes. I am going to place at Packa. Yeah. And just one. <laughs> the, the beauty is if you had rolled the three, Sean, he'd have rolled the four. I planned it that way. Yeah, you planned it. You got it. You got to four up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss out a two. <laughs> oh, the unintentional shade. So good. Sorry, Brandon. You were saying. Oh, boy. Yeah. And so so with with that battle line set of, we'll just say, 30 to my left, Catacross in the middle, and the uh, Bone Shaper in 20 to my right, I like to see where my opponent has gone at that point because that's when the 10 horses in two units of five and the Leash Cavalos go. And I like to center them a lot of times and then just like pick a side or if i'm feeling real saucy i'll set them like to an extreme edge and my opponent will be like what's going on over here and commit way too much shit to it and then i just outmaneuver them and end up where i actually want them you know it takes a little bit longer but, sure. but you, screw it whatever you've removed their yeah, point like commitment that. from the game for a turn or, or, or two more so it's like you did your job yeah 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 dropping 30 guard to, to one flank is would be unnerving as an opponent. Like, oh, how do I deal with those guys? You guys, <laughs> you guys are going to have to keep yeah. throwing shade yeah. and maybe talk Purdue real quick. I, I gotta. It, it, I, yeah, it forces their deployment off center, which is interesting. So, what did he say? He, he said he's got to step away for a little bit. So we can either keep talking about this or talk Purdue football. Is Illinois, or... Illinois going to play? They had some COVID tests, right? I think they're going to play. Okay, I haven't, I haven't read the news today. I just saw they had the one, a bunch of positive tests. Oh, I, I hadn't seen that yet, but I... Because they played I, Wisconsin last week. Wisconsin's like... Oh, I, I wonder where the problem came from. Uh, weird. <laughs> so, I will probably play. It It's... Yeah. The whole they situation is dumb. They haven't called it by now. The, so. Yeah. The whole situation is dumb enough where, you know, they're going to do the NFL thing where they're like, well, we got we moved the players that tested positive, <laughs> and we're just going to ignore the fact that this virus has an incubation period, and you can yeah. repeatedly test negative whilst still being able to transmit the virus, you know, asymptomatically. But this football game will be That's fine, okay. right? Where you have these, you know, large men literally on each other. On each other. <laughs> yeah, all game. No problem. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. The Michigan State game's here tomorrow, so I'm kind of I'm staying home. I'm not going to campus. No way. Yeah. I mean, God, Michigan State is just so bad. That, like they're gonna get that team. Get has, that, that team has been bad for three years, and so like no one seems to be willing to have that conversation of yeah. the coat. Like it's time for a new coach. Yeah. Well, it's they got time. a new coach. Finally. This year, when D'Antonio's gone, D'Antonio's gone, finally. 
but he oh, he resigned. Yeah, right. He resigned like the day before signing day and totally screwed up their entire situation of like, signing recruits and whatnot. And now they have Mel they still need a new coach. <laughs> they still need a new coach, as evidenced by last week when they got yeah, pilot driven sure. by uh, who did they play? It's, uh, Rutgers. it's because it's because they got to have a coach so late that they didn't get a yeah. chance at a good coach. They got whatever was it's, left. It's absolutely true. Yeah. They, yeah. Not that anybody wants that job, but. The, the only time that that has worked out was in Oklahoma, where he was replaced by Lincoln Riley, who yeah. was already running the okay. important half of a Big Ten team, the offense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only half of a Big of a Big 12 team. I saw the injury uh, news for the Bears this weekend. That looks pretty grim. Robinson, Robinson's probably not going to play. Center, white hair's out. Somebody it else doesn't matter. Team. We don't have an offense. The, <laughs> like, the, like, they could put just like 11 people from the stands and they'd score the same number of points. Probably would. Probably would. I think, it's, I think the spread is like six, six or seven at home. So I don't know. How about them Gargans? We can talk about Gargans. Yeah, we can talk about like, Gargans. What do you want to talk about Gargans? I don't know. Somebody's put it in the chat. How about them Gargans? How about them Gargans? Fun. They're fun. I bet they're fun. I think they're good. I think they're good. They're not going to win five games, I don't think, but I think you can you can, you can pretty confidently win four, I'd say. I I think that's fair. The There's a Stomper Tribe list that um, our little group chat kicked around that I, I really quite like. It's uh, Gargans. <laughs> what? We covered all the football, Matt. If you were gone a while. Chat <laughs> wants to talk about Gargans. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Continue. Finish, finish your point. The, uh, <laughs> that was the um, point. It's Stomper list. Four stopper general, Kraken eater, uh, three man gargant, and then three one mans and a command point. Um, I I think that one. Well, stopper is the one where the the little guys get better, right? Yeah, against hordes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's you can run a list with just one mega and then a bunch of little dudes and stomper. That's pretty good. I like taker with two two big ones, Kraken eater and maybe gatebreaker, and then the six littles. However you want to group them, like two threes or three or two and a one or three and three ones whatever well, it, yeah it's um, it's if you've got three bigs <laughs> and you only have three littles so right i i really like i, I, mean, I really like the two cracking lexalopolis yeah, with I the like twitch that. prime for six months that is six years in covid time of subscribing to uh uh to rantcast here he says ain't no party like a gargant's party because a gargant party gets shot off turn two <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if that's true that's 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 the narrative online but I've not seen it actually happen. It's a lot of wounds. Um, the problem is they can't screen, right? So if, if KO drops on them, they're going to get everything in range. Mm-hmm. Whereas other armies can can zone out the short-range guns. Gargants just get shot by everything. The, the, the thing so, I have about it is, like, you, you can... have to spread out. So if they drop, they only get one target. You, you can't cluster up. They drop and shoot everything. You kind of spread out. So if they drop, mm-hmm. um, they don't get to shoot everything. So they have to overkill to kill one thing. So there's a couple things here going on in chat I'd like to address. Uh, King of Heretics asked, do you see an OBR list with a gate smasher? No. 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 Nope. <laughs> it's, it's no. no. <laughs> I, I mean, just like the Ivory Host list, yeah, you, you could drop write one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why don't you do... Yeah, you could do It'll a make gate... That better. Yeah, do a gate smasher. Or, uh, do do that in uh, in Ivory Host. There you go. Um, the other thing is something uh, a little bit, little bit so earlier on. Maximum narrative. Someone talking about like orcs and stuff. Yeah, this is my narrative list. 
Um, so I'm talking earlier on about orcs, and I see orcs come back up again here. Um, I orc players have this like, uh, and the orc players are like super loyal to their their faction as loyal to, as anybody else. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's like Seraphon players and orc players are like the two most like loyalist in anything. Um, Skaven. Skaven. Yeah, Skaven too. Okay, right on. I'll, I'll... I just wanted to bring up Skaven. I don't know. No, no, it's fine. It's, this is the secret <laughs> Skaven episode after all. Um, orcs are a very, very good army, but I, I worry that orc players being loyalists got a little bit into the uh, like a, the jobber mindset because they were bad for so long. That they don't realize how they're great so their how great their army is right now. They're so good. <laughs> they're really good. Like they're really good. It's a ooh, like oh man. And, they're so fast. I mean, and they yeah. don't have to. They don't have to alpha you. That's just a tool that they have access to. Right. Right. And well, and it's yeah, for sure. It's every kind of orc fact. The of the orc factions is good. There are good iron jaws lists. There's good bone splitters list, and there's amazing big wild list. Oh, yeah. OBR could lose to a bone splitters list if the on the right objective or on the right battle plan, never fighting you. <laughs> you just won't catch them. They just run in a circle around the table scoring and sh and pew-pewing you and you just, you yeah. won't, they'll, they'll, they'll throw little derpy things at you to stop you, you stop your advance and, like, it'll become powder but it stops the advance, so... And then meanwhile, and their, their bravery, their bravery is just high enough to make the crawlers not super effective, right? Um, they're not like four, like some Skaven units or gits, but they're generally fives. The brutes are six, aren't they? So, it's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're tough. They're they're it's a tough matchup because they they want to fight and they fight, you know, almost as good as we do. I would say. Yeah, yeah. You'll grind them down, but the issue is you get you can get pinned in your zone. So depending on the scenario, yeah. Running you turn one with half their army pinion when you're zoned, you're down by the time you dig yourself out, which can be a problem. Yeah. I mean, they did get hurt by the, uh, they used to have redundant paint saves. They could get redundant paint saves in a couple ways. Sure. So so they, they lost that, but we lost our resilience in that respect too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That was a great change, by the way. I do like that rule. It's just much less dice rolling, like the uh, redundant death saves. I, I kind of agree. Uh, I wish it, to me, it's, it's clear that the game was designed knowing that it would have these redundant saves in it. Things like, you know, a Civic D item. And I feel like the game was tuned knowing it had redundant after saves. Uh, now they need to just go back and look at some armies that maybe should have a little bit better after save and be like, okay, you're on a five up now instead of a six up. Uh, this thing's on a, you know, a four up instead of a five up. And they just need to go through and like, look at those things. Roll fewer dice, sure. But like then, because you know that they're not getting the redundant saves anymore, you need to like... Sure. Like for instance, shield tilt, right? On on uh, uh empower Naderite shields, um, yeah. Like that should probably be be a four up now, because instead of getting you know like that, yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, and there there are many artifacts like you said that just aren't playable now. Like suspicious stone, someone put in the chat is now unplayable. Um, diadem is unplayable. Mm -hmm. um, it literally does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so I think that there's just some stuff in there that they need to now like compensate. But it was a great change. It was a fantastic change. Uh, go all the way. Uh, which elves shouldn't have the rerollable save either. Like just the whole point is to move away from like the extra. Yeah, that's the thing. Is things that give you a rerollable save versus rolling an extra save, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the witch elf thing is is tough. No, I, I mean I don't. 
I ultimately don't mind it because there's more precedent for, like, for instance, for an armor save, you re-rolling an armor save than you having a right. second armor save, right? So, like, sure, sure. there feels to be, like, a precedent for re-rolling the extra save than there would be for having an extra extra save. So, like, I get that. Right. But I feel like you just need to tear the Band-Aid all the way off and, like... Mm-hmm. But, again, you could redesign yeah. it. Instead of it being a 5-up re-rollable, it's a 4-up now. Like, you can do that. That right. That's a... Clean it up. Uh, is all I'm saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so uh, because I agree with the change, I 100. I don't want to get added th- about it <laughs> like later. Yeah, your, your terror guys with vitality on mystical terrain was always fun. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that the death armies feels like they got hit the hardest. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the so uh, this is where I usually talk about like. Uh, you know, like spicy command traits that anyone's using. We're not using the command traits for the most part. There's no like hidden. No, uh, we're you're you're running Mortis Praetorians, or you're running you're running in a bone clave. So that kind of gets rid of these. Yeah. Um, so command traits is basically a blank page. Yeah, there's some like cool cheeky stuff in there, but it's the one thing. Is, yeah, the one thing that did the loss from going to from Petrifix to Praetorians is the the artifact and trait in Petrifix are really good. Like you put those on a liege. All of a sudden, he's nine wounds, ignoring the first wound every phase. Like that's amazing. And the ones the Praetorians are just, eh, they don't don't do anything, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're stuck. With, but they yeah, are. They the, are. When you get them. The Ren three blade is fine. Like on your bone shaper. Sure, if you want. <laughs> yeah. That's where mine always ends up. I only have two heroes. There you go. Yeah. 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 Um, But I will talk about the artifacts because we do sometimes often run a battalion to get that sort of second artifact. Um, Mm -hmm. And just real quick, um, so Relics of the Cavaloi, these are going to be the ones of the Cavalos. I think we're all in agreement which artifact this is. Sean? Helm of the Ordained is amazing. Yeah. Helm of the Ordained. It's almost... uh, I mean, if you're getting that... Plus one to hit, Holy 12. It's, It's just amazing. On a model that moves, you know, 10 inches minimum. Um, he just follows your stuff around and gets up plus one to hit, which if you have Catacross, it's a bit redundant, but if you're playing a battalion and getting a second Cavalos in there, you probably don't have Catacross. Mm-hmm. So having that plus one to hit following your stuff around is really, really useful. And you can get it in two ways, right? You can get it on that artifact and also the endless spell um, for plus one to hit. So there are multiple ways in the army to get it hitting on twos, which is which is nice because we went on fours because we we're skeletons. And importantly, it is is uh, it is to hit rolls for attacks made, not melee attacks. Correct. So, so uh, the colors hit on twos anyway. Did uh, there are always twos? It's twos and yep. twos and threes. Yep. Yeah. Twos, and, twos, twos and threes. threes. Yep. yep. That's just the yeah. Brendan still scales. can't figure out how to hit with them. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. It's <laughs> the wound roll I always um, miss. By the way, my, my yeah. pick is the mind blade. Uh, because who doesn't love you stealing to, a bone? You had to dig your book out to find it. It must be your favorite. I, I wanted to use the right name for it, <laughs> Sean. Okay. All right, Fluffmaster. Let's hear what it does. Oh, you pick a, a shimmering blade that emits a thin scream when it is drawn. The mind blade can sever the intellect from those whose flesh it cuts. Pick one of the bearer's melee weapons. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with that weapon that targets a hero is six, your opponent loses one command point to a minimum of zero, and that hero cannot use command abilities for the rest of the battle. Nice. That's spicy. It's good. Yeah, it's spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's spicy. Just run that into run that into the gash. Take away the command ability. 
So sad. If you've made it to the gas. <laughs> or Catacros? Or the enemy Catacros? Oh! <laughs> oh, no! That'd be savage. That'd be savage. Yeah, so... Uh, Come here, let me hit you with my sword! <laughs> uh, is this cubic shenanigans? This is kind of cubic shenanigans. Uh, that is Brendan from the Cubic yeah, Shenanigans we... po- podcast. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um... You, if we didn't reset, if you haven't listened to me enough, yeah, yeah, if you haven't heard enough of, of his spicy takes about how you guys need to get good at the game of Age of Sigmar, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, he also talks about Purdue, um, tools of the bone shaper. So these are for the, the covered that already, yeah, all right. So for the mortise and bone shaper, I think most of ours, uh, actually, no, you might have a different take, Sean. I do like the key personally. Um, I mean, the key's fine. I just don't get to take these. I don't know. I don't really rate, find any of them. I guess if I had to pick one, I would take the key, but the other ones are kind of mad, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the plus one to your death save is okay, I suppose, but it's only within an inch, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you can grant yeah, you... that the save on a five up once per turn to you and the one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, load of saturation if load you know. Of saturation. If yeah. you know you're going to like totally home base a twenty block of Mortec guard, right? Like you're just like this is all we're doing. Um, it's probably a horse apiece. Plus, it gives you. It's it's kind of a second copy of the shield buff, right? Because if you can do that to one unit, shield buff another unit, then you have two units. They're getting five ups against mortals, which could be handy. Right, right. Um, I, I I like the key myself, uh, Brendan. Also the key. Also the key. Yeah. So the key for those of you we already touched on it. You were on a four up. You can you can pick two units within six to heal. Um, just three. Or so. you can double down on healing the same unit. So, um, Mortis and Soul Mason. This is at where I think some secret some secret heat is. Uh, I think they're all three good. I think they're all good. Yeah. 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 So this is where I think the the secret heat is. Um, I love the cartouche. So this is add one yeah, one really rolls. Good. Attacks made with melee weapons, specifically by friendly death units, wholly within nine. Um, yeah. If the wholly nine is tough, but getting that down to threes is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, wounding on fours is brutal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Brendan, plus two wounds is always nice, and plus two casting is also good. I mean, yeah, all yeah, good. yeah. These are all good. Yeah, these these are good. I, I really like the. Yep, sorry. Uh, I really like the plus two casting because that guy is kicking out so many spells. That spells that, amazing. Um, that the re-rolling hit rolls of one, which I need, uh, to be able to, <laughs> you know, use my Mortec crawlers effectively, so important. Yeah. So important. Yeah. So yeah. important. I mean, it adds two. It does, it will break eventually, right? Um, which is a bit of a feels bad, but... Yeah, it breaks on a, breaks on a hard eight, which is, it'll happen. Unmodified uh, 10 it, up. No, no, it breaks oh, on, on 10. Oh, you're right, a hard yep. 10. Okay, so yeah. I don't remember all those when I cast. And uh, no one takes Soul Reapers, but if you do, it's a Lumen Scythe. Um. <laughs> I've never even read those before. What do they do? <laughs> uh, Lumen Scythe subtracts He's one. Uh, it subtracts one to hit rolls that target the melee spellcaster that is the Soul Reaper, and and yeah. in addition that the the Soul Reaper has a plus one to cast its you know yeah. spell or whatever. Um, and by the way, the spell it's casting is probably a, a, a soul uh, a. Uh, um, the plus one hit endless spell. No, it's probably casting the plus one spell because oh. it's never going to cast a spell again. It's going to throw it out there for somebody and buff them, and then like never try to cast again because it's garbage. Um, wow, wow. Yeah. So, 
I think that's that's it. Spell lores. I don't think we really need to touch on those. They're they're they have a really strong spell lore. Um, but you get that in a, you get that in a uh, in a full battle tome review. Um, usually you're empowering your Natterite blades, um, and then from there, um, you know you've got some other stuff. I will say, and maybe and and I'll get your input here that death is traditionally viewed, I think, as one of the like the good spell casting armies out there. Right, like in the sort of general sense, like death tends to be one of the big four. You know, you got your lizard yeah, they're, men. they're above average, just like as baseline. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but Osiric Bone Reapers don't feel like a spell casting army to me. What are you, what are your guys' takes? Uh, I I think you can. Uh, I think I think Arc like if you take Arcan, you can definitely make the list feel casting dominant in most games. You know, obviously you're going to roll up against, like, Croak. You're like, oh, my apologies. <laughs> I took this useless model. I'm sorry. Or, or like, Tekos, who's just like, and now you die. No. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Soul Reaper is not useless in that context. He has an attack profile. Hey. There he is. <laughs> He's still in the box. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think it's the one model I don't own from the range. So I own the whole that. range. Get at me. <laughs> I own multiples of everything. Did you go buy one, I suppose? Yeah, just... You just... own multiple Soul Reapers? Uh, no. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool yes. You do? Yeah, no, I do, because one is my um my Anvil of Apotheosis character, and one is going okay. to be made for the, uh, the Soulbound game I run on Fridays. Uh, Myriad is the name of the, the like, random robot guy that's joined the party that is a soul reaper um so i'm gonna make the model of of him in the party so so i have, I have two for an aoa he's an amazing model just, it's just such not. a sweet model i also found out recently because i actually looked at the model for an extended period of time he is floating off the ground hmm. so they like did that thing where they like hid the fact that he's like floating because his cape is the thing that touches yeah. the ground and he himself oh, cool. is levitating so it's actually a really sick really sick ass model i just wish the unit was good like the war scroll, but yeah, play testers work on that. Yeah, it's it's not it's not his fault. He is a melee fighter hero. They just they just don't unless you're exactly like a hag queen or an aether chemist or like some of those like niche. Well, even aether chemist is not a, like a melee hero fighter, but it's just like unless you were like specifically made to be a buff piece, the melee fighty things just tend not to be super great. It's just it's just the reality. Yeah, the issue is the, the army is, is typically so strapped for points. You like can to have a wizard that they can't heal my guys. Like you know, his spells man. Like it doesn't really do enough for the yeah. same points. He's ten points cheaper, right? Like it's just not. Ten. Yeah, and you enough for the and you usually have like forty points left over in Osiric Bone Reapers list with nothing to do with it. Yeah. So like you can aff- with it. you can afford the Soul Mason or you can afford because you can't even buy like even if you're like oh if I could trim ten points I can get a bonus command point doesn't do anything for you you always got 10 points there's not a list without one yeah yeah so like you're usually like looking at like there's just no reason to run it as opposed to the soul the the uh bone shaper or go all the way up to a soul mason if you're gonna like try to like get that that sort of gatling gun effect of re-rolling ones to hit through i do like him a lot it's just he doesn't heal (laughs) i always end up with the shaper just for the healing it's true i do like the mason a lot Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. no that's respectable yeah, so that's, uh, you know, that's those. Mortis Praetorians, uh, I think people know why we think it's great. Um, it, it lies in Catacross's War Scroll, his, his command ability that adds the plus one to save. Um, 
two more Praetorians, so you kind of get back that uh, what what is missing now from Petrifex Elite. In a, I will say in a general sense, it feels like it's in the wrong place. Like I feel like the army that was sold, to the the sub faction that's sold to me as like the the made from dinosaur bones, the hardiest, tankiest army should maybe be Petrifex Elite still. But like honestly, I'm I'm over that, and not just because I was paid money to be over that. Um, maybe like maybe the Mortis Praetorian stuff saves better than the Petrifex Elite because they're just better trained. Like, they're more skilled, right? That's yeah, the fluff, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, they're more skilled. Yeah, they're, yeah. 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 So, so Petrifex Elite, yeah, they're made out of dinosaur bone. That just means that they have a better rend. They hit harder. Because they yeah. hit harder. Yeah, it's called bludgeon, right? So, um, bludgeon. Yeah, so I, I, I'm like, I'm kind of over that. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 I agree. I think it's all about Catacross. And the, the having his ability just be plus one to save. It's amazing, right? You can shoot him too, but that's that's a really big deal, yeah, um, for the army. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will ask is, have you gotten much use out of uh, Counter Strike command ability, either of you? Which is, uh, you know, when you get charged. Yeah, I spend it typically in the bottom of round. Like I have extra points left over. Um, I don't typically burn it if my opponent's going top of the round, just because you don't typically need you hit on twos anyway. So it's kind of just a gravy. To re-roll those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I say use it on the knights sometimes because the horses can get the re-rolls um, to hit but if they get charged by something. But um, yeah, it's useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I second that. The other time where it's really nice is if um, your opponent has some sort of like negative to hit, and you're back to your base three, or you know for some yeah, reason if you're up to four because it's just straight re-rolls. It's not fails or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so it's so good you, versus really, red. Or sorry, yeah. uh, misses. Yeah. Sorry, not misses. Insurance. Yeah. Insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Rerolls to hit. So yeah, if they they got that penalty or whatever's going on. Yeah. It's nice. It's a bonus. Um, I'm the go to remains the the plus attacks from your your various keyword leashes, your shield walls on your Mortec, uh, things things of that nature. Mm-hmm. This shot. is one of those things that helps you accelerate the the pace of the kill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Catacross is chosen. Sure pay for attacking. Yeah, command traits were again. You're not really getting this command trait because Catacross is your general. If you're in Mortis Praetorian, so you're not getting you're not getting that trait at all. And Artificer's Blade. It sucks that that rend is put on your Bone Shaper, but it's not bad on the leash. If you get a leash cavalier, right. so. Right. Yeah. Um, Petrifex Elite. Uh, again, I, I put these both at the top of my rankings. Um, I wanted to lie to people and tell everyone that Petrifex Elite is bad now. Uh, to like throw them off its scent, uh, so that I could play it selfishly and like still enjoy it. Um, but uh, the rend is good. Bludgeon is just it's just good. Spend a command, our command point, our re- relentless discipline, and rend you. So when we covered all of these, uh, the only one we didn't mention was crematorians. Clearly OP. Just just S tier. The best tier nonsense. Yeah. The no one plays it because they're too afraid. Uh, that if they do play it, that they'll be banned from tournaments. Uh, they won't get any sports votes. Yeah, I mean, it's never been a problem for me not getting any sports votes. So, uh, you know, whatever. But, I don't know. I, I disagree. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're very good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> 
Um, I think they're funny and gimmicky, but I don't really do much, you know? Kick back a few more here and there, but... I think being uh, be if, dying. I don't. I don't know. If, the army is still elite. You don't want your stuff to die. So, like, having a buff when having a bonus on my thing dies seems incongruous with what the army should be doing. This this is my take. If you put this in Legions of Nagash, take this. Yeah. It's, and, the, it's the best thing in the world. Isn't it unbelievable? Right. Put this in Legions of Nagash, where I have six up save, sometimes nil save value unit like Skellingtons. Just exploding and regenning on grave sites and stuff, and I just have them screaming across the table in death march, just like <laughs> the best is it a thing. Five plus that they bounce some mortals on it. It's five, right? Yeah, I think it's fives. Here, let me let me get my book here. Everyone's making it. fun of me for yeah, it's a five. Yeah, yeah, and, I don't know. and heroes go on uh, fours. Uh, yeah, and heroes, heroes and, and monsters go on fours. Right? Yeah, yep. Ignore cover. It's like, meh. You ignore cover. It's, okay. It's all about the explosion. Yeah. Ignoring uh, cover is not bad, but it's it is super situational. It's still situational. I mean, it's a yeah. situational plus one to hit is really what's going on there. So like, that's not horrible. Um, it's just you know, it's situational. Um, the the one game I played with these, I had like two thirty bricks backed up by a harvester each. Like they did cool things. But I felt like I was these like two fixed points in space that my right. opponent was just like, okay, like what are you gonna do about it? Like, <laughs> like to use the yeah. ability, I have to come chase you, which is <laughs> counterintuitive because you want them hitting you because then you have the ability of the harvester. But if you're chasing after them, the harvester can't keep up, or you're putting him in danger, and then the harvester dies. Mm -hmm. As I said, Very it's incongruous. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I like. I, yeah. You're 100 percent right. Put this in Legions of Nagash. It's oh, like the Legion of Nagash players having the most fun that anyone could possibly have. They even have double pylons to maximize the the ability to get the because the, the within three inches of the explode, so you can even maximize getting in your coverage to explode instead of people just playing around your three inch explode. So you you can van hells. Um, like, now you've got, like, Graveguard that are just, like, screaming and, like, they're murdering you with exploding sixes. And then when they they die, <laughs> oh, they... That would be so cool. Yeah? Oh. Yeah. Just modeling-wise, that'd look great. That'd be so fantastic. You're a, you're a Diablo Necromancer with Corpse Explosion. Like, isn't that... So, like, <laughs> GW, I know you watch Rantcast, uh, you know, uh, so my... We do know that, actually. Yeah, yeah, so GW... <laughs> Um, take this page and somehow in the, in the, in the Legion of Nagash 2.0 or the inevitable, uh, FAQ or whatever's going to happen with Legion of Nagash in the future. Cause I think something should maybe, you know, it's in the pipelines. Maybe it's getting the cities of Sigmar effect. I don't know. Just find a way to get this in that book. Okay. Like that's <laughs> crematorians is fine here some people are going to play it they're going to be fluffy it's just it's just anathema to how the army plays so it just it doesn't feel right but put it in legions of the gosh they, they would have so much fun with this like yeah that that is where people will get mad at the whole army by the way like, <laughs> like and and if people are getting mad at the army you have done something right <laughs> oh man and that's that's when you bust out those 180 zombie armies and just go uh -huh. 
Yeah, with a <laughs> you push him up the and like if you don't like it, <laughs> then just people. just shoot it. <laughs> like <laughs> you've got the you've got the uh, casino chip pusher and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not even like. Yeah, you're just like you're leaning back and you're pushing it across the table. Oh man, that's. <laughs> I think that's a little more than five inches. What are you doing about it? <laughs> that's that's what you're doing about it. Can we see why I don't get sportsmanship scores? <laughs> I think we are. Is it abundantly that. clear at this point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I think we've um for the most part, covered the army. Um, any uh, general tips and tricks you want to give people for playing this army? Any general uh, points of inspiration? Hey, if you're thinking about getting into OCR Bone Reapers, why should you play it? You know, um, anything like that, Sean? Um, hmm. It's a great army. It's a fun army. It's an elite army, which is nice. So if you want to play death and don't want to paint 200 skeletons, you can paint, 50 instead um and i think it's it's unique because it has it's death at the shooting phase which some people choose not to use i mean i don't know why you would do that but some people choose not to use the shooting phase i feel caught between um, halfway between both of you like death and shooting <laughs> phase feels weird to me like when i have a breath attack with a dragon or something in like i just forget it most of the time when i'm playing death because i'm like the shooting phase is something we don't get to do but and then i'm so like no, the breath attack is where you win events because you're like <laughs> exactly. oh that's right that's right. Six damage. And your opponent goes, oh, yeah, that's right. And then, oh, and that's it. It's all over. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I cut you off, man. Continue. Continue. No, yeah, that's it. It's, just, it's, a, it's a cool army, and I, I like that it plays in every phase. Right? So you've got good movement with the horses. You've got the range with the catapults. you got a really awesome model who's a great buff piece for the army in Catacross. Um, so it's a fun modeling army, fun painting army. Um, yeah, it's great. I love it. I mean, Catacross is... And uh, maybe I'm a homer here, maybe I'm a stan, whatever your vernacular. Uh, Catacross is the greatest model in Age of Sigmar. Uh, you can at me at MR underscore M-E-P-H. It's the greatest model in this game. It's amazing. It is a it is a diorama. It has redefined what it means to even be a model in our game. It's spectacular. You want to play with yeah. it. This army plays with it. And he, unlike... I don't want to keep panning like a Lariel or something like that because... <laughs> But, like, unlike, you know, something like an Alarial or even, like, a Nagash right now, where you're like, mm, like, I want to play with it, but, you know, like... Well, I mean, you don't you, you don't even have to go very far. Like, Lady Olinder in Nighthaunt, Kairos Fateweaver in Zinch. Um, you know, they, like, there are ways to play around Archeon in Slaves to Darkness, but... There's some good Archeon builds, but for the most part, that's, that's not the way, right? Like... Yeah. Right. Yeah, and Catacross, I think, feels like the way to play this army, especially with the pet change to Petrifix. Um, it, at minimum, it's, cool. it's a meaningful way. It's, it's a very, uh, very strong it, way. It, yeah. It's a way where you feel like you are using a faction leader the way that the faction leader is described to you in the book as being played. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think the only other... I mean, Nagash, when his, when his points were a bit less, had that feel. Marathi has that feel to me in Daughters of Cain, yes. where she's just like... She costs a lot, but she's really unique. You're such a really bully. Good. Yeah. The army. Um, but yeah, there's not many like centerpiece type characters that kind of do that and Catacross is the boss. I, I think it's a success when so when good. when when that 
when that lands for me. I think that's a success. I yeah. think I think that yeah. that that should be a even techless right now is debatable in LRL uh, because like you really are on the techless plan in an army that is very very light on wounds already, and you're even lighter still. It's similar to OBR, right? In terms of do you like you feel that 600 points when you put yeah. when you click on techless in scroll builder. You run out of points real quick in <laughs> with OBR. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think Teclas feels like less the correct decision than Catacross does to me. And by correct, I don't mean like the only way. I don't mean auto include. Sure. Um, I just mean like when you when you click Catacross, you're like you crack the knuckles. You're like, yep, this is what we're doing now. You exactly. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so, it. Buy Catacross, push him to the board, and have fun. That's the <laughs> that's the pitch. That's that, the pitch. That's, that's Sean's yeah. advice. Yeah, that's Sean's. Brendan, uh, and buy two crawlers. And buy two crawlers. <laughs> so Catacross and two crawlers. You hear, heard it here first. <laughs> first, it's a so, year after the. So army my came my yeah. advice is a is it, a little bit different. Um, I recommend Bone Reapers as somebody's second, or you know, I don't recommend them as your first no. army if. If you're looking to get take. into Age of Sigmar, I, not that I don't want you to buy it, I think you're going to be very frustrated uh, trying to learn the game of Age of Sigmar playing this army. Ooh. If you have strong fundamentals uh, that you have, like, it, you're, you're a longtime 40k player, this will probably be fine. If you are new to war games, uh, I think this army can be so grossly unforgiving in ways that you won't see or understand until you have played a huge number of games. And it can be extremely off-putting to play with something that isn't like totally being able to be explained to you. Uh, something I actually encountered at, our, at one of our local stores was I, pre-apocalypse, uh, you know, I went in and there were these there were these two guys who I hadn't met before and they were playing this game and they had both just gotten in the hobby and one of them was playing Bone Reapers and the other one was playing, I want to say Stormcast. Um, and like his opponent wasn't able to like help him learn the rules because Bone Reapers operate, they look like they operate the same as everything else, but there are some key fundamentals that make them so different from everything else that... It's a different, it's it's a book playing Sigmar, but it doesn't play Sigmar the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so my piece of advice is hold off until you feel really comfortable playing Age of Sigmar. You have a good understanding of all of the phases, and what it's supposed to do, and then this is an extra set of rules that, that sits on top of it. Um, so... Yeah, yeah. My advice. No, I like that. I like that jump. Like, if you're already on, like, LON plan, you're kind of learning. Even, you know, Bravery 10 can really actually start to feel like you're you're coddled a little bit. But there's a ton of Bravery 10 armies in the game. Like, there really are. Um, you know, demons. That's basically a quarter of the armies out there, undead. So there's a lot of Bravery 10. So, like, yeah, okay, I'm, cool. Go on. If you want to stay in the death lane... Play Flesh Eater Courts before you play Bone Reapers. Ooh, I it, like that. It's one, it's a little bit more affordable. Uh, so if you really don't like it, you're not you're not too deep uh, financially into this. Forgiving um, hobby-wise. Yeah. And Flesh Eater Courts, 
for the most part, largely fundamentally plays the game of Sigmar. You know, it has it has a hero phase where you're going to do stuff. The movement phase is super important, and that's the best skill you have to have in playing Bone Reapers is movement, in my opinion. Uh, you have a little bit of shooting. The in flesh of your courts, it's less. It's definitely less, but that's okay. Shooting doesn't work too differently than than most of your other phases. Uh, it wants to be charging. You want to be charging. Fighting is the single most important phase of Flesh Eater Courts. Yes, same over here. Your <laughs> uh, combat phase is the most important thing. You're still Bravery 10. The The only difference is, is you're going to be a little bit softer. That's okay. Um, so if you want to stay in that lane, you know, if you want to stay in death and move into it, great. My, my always, at this point, beginner recommendation army is Orc Warclans where you can move through Iron Jaws and then Bone Splitters and into Big Wah and be a thoroughly competent player at the end of it. Yeah. And you have two, you know, two, three armies out of out of it. But you've learned the entire game of Age of Sigmar playing Warclan. That's actually fantastic advice. That's that's amazing advice. We should someone should clip that shit. Uh, real quick, <laughs> popping off here in chat, uh, Tomb King Tristan brought down the Banhammer. And then immediately redeemed a thousand RDP to remind y'all that chat gang ain't nothing to fuck with. And then, and then I see Rational Nihilist redeemed it twice, uh, maybe to get my attention to remind you that chat gang ain't nothing to mess with. So thank you so much, uh, Kylie Onus, reminding everyone that chat gang ain't nothing to mess with and always charge first, always be charging. ABC always be charging. Yep. And Heavy D Six <laughs> redeemed a thousand to remind y'all chat gang ain't nothing to mess with. And then. The 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 RDP train keeps rolling with Dave uh, G Dad dropping a thousand, reminding y'all that chat gang ain't nothing to fuck with. So thank you so much for that. Gosh darn it! <laughs> Two thousand more spent. Y'all know it. This is going. Um, if uh, if Brendan, if people want to hear more of your awesome awesome takes on death or more of your expertise, uh, where can they find you, man? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at hobby underscore bear, or they can uh, listen, rate, and subscribe, download, delete, re-download, <laughs> resubscribe, re-rate, re-download uh, the Cubic Shenanigans podcast. It's a Warhammer podcast. Who talks in 40K? And by we, I mean Dan. And then I sit there and nod yes. Um, sometimes it's primarily an Age of Sigmar podcast. We just recorded the uh, Sons of Behemoth. Uh, episode on wednesday so that'll probably be out on the first if i had to guess so um we've been doing pretty all right recently and uh you know it's a fine show it's okay yeah they, they uh, gave away 2900 points of bone reapers for our mental health charity marathon back in july which feels like ages ago so cubic shenanigans is legit um you know we, you know, I, I can't thank you enough, man, for that. Um, thank you for being on tonight. Um, so go check out Cubic Shenanigans. It's the least you can do. Heavy D6, I see you going. The biggest reason to play Bone Reapers is redeems a thousand RDP. Checking ain't none to fuck with. <laughs> uh, and then uh, if folks want to some of your expertise or or to learn to stay away from Detroit because the RB monsters, uh, how can they how can they look you up, Sean? <laughs> uh, you can get me on Twitter. Uh, I am at Nuke Doctor, same as my Discord tag here. So. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm happy to chat Warhammer anytime. Happy to chat. Thank you for being on. And this you is... and Jake are Go are definitely starting the the Detroit podcast, right? That's something that's super definitely happening. Jake, if... Jake is Jake is starting it. He's not here to defend himself. <laughs> 
if 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 you need a first p- pair of guests or a first guest, I, I'd be more than more than happy to come on. And this is actually technically your first official rant cast. You were on the Rantathon, but uh, yeah, that was not a rant cast, so I think so. Yeah, yeah. You're so thank you, thank you for officially being on. Now that was awesome. Uh, it's been I, my pleasure. The the doctor block was my favorite block, by the way. I know I'm not supposed to pick a favorite as a parent of a thing, but like I really loved the doctor's block because I thought that was like a great showcase of a total love of Warhammer. You know, uh, for yeah, like, we, just, we had no agenda. We just talked Warhammer yeah, for yeah. two hours. Yeah, so that was my, So if if you didn't watch all 28 hours of a charity stream that happened several months ago, at least go watch the doctor's block <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, Meph, did you remember to submit? To the Black Library? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get my horror story in. My horror story was actually... I'll tell you about it later. Um, but I'm going to let these these gentlemen get out of here. It's been a long day for everyone concerned. I've got a watch party to run over on Discord uh, with spooky movies. We're going to we're gonna finish off the Meftober Marathon uh, tonight, sort of offline, just with, with friends and family type things. So, again, thank you both for being on. It was awesome to talk Ossiarch Bone Reapers with two of the best in the game. Um... So it has been a true pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. Yep. Yep. Night and, and good night, chat gang. Remember, you're the reason we do this thing. Drink your milk, pay your taxes. We'll see you later.